Yeah, are you ready for this? What I liked about the male stereotypes. Hey, Bongo, we're comparing you to leprechauns. I hope that's okay. <laughs> there you go. Don't you feel like they drag it out a lot? I don't care. Oh, I haven't, I haven't used my gun for years. I get more enjoyment watching. Mm-hmm. It's sexy. Oh, my God. That's the most beautiful thing ever. They're not exactly terribly hard. And I, I really, I can't wait. I've got to say, it's up there. Um, ah, ah! I swear to God, because as soon as you touch yourself, you're dead. Two controllers down these front pants. Fine, you're going to lose your pants. Yeah. Um, Sorry, folks. Not very good. I don't know what to say. That's okay. Let me have it. I'm buying it. You will never be as rad as him. There you go. Um, I think that's hey, the, hey, hey. I think that's the end of the show, isn't it? Is that thanks it? Thanks for done? listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you, good night, much love. There you go. There you go. Do you know? Actually, that that will be the shortest show in living memory for us, wouldn't it? You know, just over a minute. We should do that every week. That'll be it. Just a show like that. Be cool. What for do you those think? who are completely confused, let me explain that Bongo the Sane did an awesome edit job making an alternate version of our last show, and uh, it just makes me really happy to hear that. So, yay! I think it's potentially a reprisal for giving him a bit of stick as well. I think that's sort of partly. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. I feel like we're podcasting with Duke now. Oh, my God. Uh, but actually, what I should say is welcome to show 77. There you go. Yay! Yay! 77! Yay! So have you got any facts about 77 or anything? Yeah. In the year 77, Pliny the Elder published the first ten books of Naturalist Historia. Ah, I see. And the Romans developed a simple method of distillation. So there you go. Put that in your distillate water and suck it. Have you not got anything exciting or interesting? Take out your sucker and you suck it! Anybody watch The Office in the United States will appreciate that. I can even find the sound clip if you want. Do you have to? Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. No, you're taking it's too long. You're taking no, too no, long. It's, it's too it's, long. It's coming. What is a map? What a map? What you gonna do? You wanna take out your socket and your socket? Socket! Yeah. Take out your socket and your socket! There you go. Oh, my God. Yay. It's not quite the same as um, as the British version where he just played his guitar, is it, though? <laughs> yeah. Free love! Yeah, free love yeah. You know what I mean? It's a bit more, you know... I could do that singing. You know, Ricky, Ricky Gervais's was a bit calm somehow. I'm dancing just like him right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Now that you should definitely video and put up on the side. That would be very funny. I've got to say, you doing the Ricky oh, Gervais stuff. Come on, everybody. Check me out. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. When would I ever put something up on YouTube that could potentially embarrass me? I don't know, <laughs> but it, it should be done. should be done. Yeah. Um, All right, moving on. Talk yeah, about games. Shall we, in, no, well, we need to introduce people. We haven't even done introductions yet, have we? We don't have time for that. Let's talk about games. All right, so I'm the daddy. Get that out of the way quick. So that's yeah. me, the daddy. Woo-hoo. There you go. Done. Uh, Chini's here again at the beginning of the show. It's a miracle, I tell you. It's a miracle. Yeah. 
Well, I thought he was. Yeah, yeah I am. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just keeping you in suspense. You know what I mean? Like, has he gone? Has he dropped from the call? Does he? Is he still here? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, everyone was on the edge of their seats right now. Oh, in fact, right in fact, in fact, it's two miracles, isn't it? Because the first miracle is that he's here at all, yeah. and and the second one that he's here pretty much on time as well. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I don't like this being the unreliable one. Who's, who's well, you need to be more reliable then. Are you, are you touching your mic up, though? Somebody's touching the mic up. I can hear some feedback Hi. from from touching up. Is it you, Ginny? You're touching up there, mate? You're licking not, your microphone or something? I'm not touching my microphone up. I'm just it's asking. It's your first time ever using a Mac for the podcast, so I don't know. It takes an experienced, polished hand <laughs> to use a Mac correctly. So That is true. I don't know. Can you still hear the touching of the microphone? Can we what? What? Can you I can't st- hear you. Everything's well, you say something. I've had hay fever, okay? I'm not in the boot. That makes us want to pick on you even more. Yeah. Or wind you up. Pick on you. Pick on you. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's Chinny out of the way. He's here. It's it's cool. He's here, so it's great. And and we've also got Duke. What the hell was that? Was that craft? Is he doing just trip? It sounds like it sounded like craft work. It it's a German group called Non-Place Urban oh, Field. I was close. I was in the oh, right country. Close. I was in the yeah. right country. Um, so yeah, really awesome album called Nuff Said and uh, NUF. It's a really good group. Uh, it's hard to find that album, but it's a really magnificent. Is it, is it work. just craft work renamed? No, it's not. It's like a really interesting mix. Some of it's like really sort of driving breakbeats, and some of it's really laid back. Most of it's really laid back, chill, ambient stuff. But it's a beautiful album. Uh, actually, I came across a group this week I'd never heard of before. Which you got five seconds. Uh, fuck buttons. Have you heard of fuck buttons? <laughs> We're not talking about fuck buttons on this show. Have you heard of them, It's though? a family show. No, have I have you, not heard of them. Chinny, right. have you heard of them? Look, yes. Look them up. They're actually pretty good. It's not, right. it's not what you're expecting. It is not what you expect. I was joking. I, I have never heard of them. I've never heard of fuck buttons. Games! Just, no. just, just, uh, it sounds like a, a parody band from GTA 3. It's not. Trust me. Trust <laughs> me. The way Come better than Ammunition! Live this weekend. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's really funny? If you look them up on iTunes, right? If you try and type it into the search bar, it obviously asterisks out the, the U and the C, yeah? Yes. But then when it comes up on the proper page, there's nothing, like, censored out at all. <laughs> well, that's just amazing. You know, I'm going to be that? looking nothing like that up right now, so... Just have a look it up on iTunes. Listeners want to hear us talking about games, not fuck buttons. <laughs> anyway, look, it's a group. Mongo, edit that up, will you? I'm just telling you what the group's called. Look, that's the name of the group. I came Fine. across this Duly week and they're, I they're pretty interesting. On. They're pretty interesting. Uh, yes, games. games. Shall, shall, yeah. I, shall I go first, seeing as I very rarely ever go first for a chance? Why not? Well, Sounds like you made up your mind to go first. Apparently, <laughs> apparently you're caught. Yeah, take out my fucking <laughs> that hurt my ears. That, that hurt my ears. <laughs> All right, I'm closing that tab. Go ahead. Put yeah. into my list of games. I've played a, a game called Connect Poop Pants. Now I've never heard of it. <laughs> that sounds like a great game. <laughs> I'm not sure that I've played this. Um, 
They all played that when we were young. Connect <laughs> poop pants, so there you go. I, I'm guessing I've been squatting in front of my Connect camera then this week. Or something. I guess so. But not taking my pants off, you know. Anybody just... who's ever used Google Docs will just find this hilarious. Because see, Stu has a list of what he's been playing, but then I added something to it that's not actually a game. It's <laughs> all hilarious. By the way, my, my mate, his favorite clip that you play, Duke, is that laugh. Is it? It's a great laugh. I think I should have been playing Connect Poop Pants because that sounds like an interesting game, I have to say. I think should... <laughs> I bet it does sound interesting to you. you Didn't should... we review that as an indie game last week? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what I have been playing, though. I'll tell you what. what have you been playing? First of all, uh, I did play some Dead Nation co-op with Ginny. Me and Ginny. I had a bit of a go of that. And, uh, actually, I was pretty impressed. It, it worked really well, but... Um, there was this weird thing that happened while we were playing. Well, I thought it was a bit weird because I, I was trying to work out how to revive Chinny when he got killed and was wandering around him for about 30 seconds trying to work out what to do and there was no prompt. And then I realized... bagging him. Yeah, I was doing a bit of that as well. And then realized that we had to get to the next checkpoint or I had on my own before he would get revived again. I knew that. You but, didn't know that. But what was also funny about it was when we got to the checkpoint, your dead body was just in the checkpoint area until I opened the gate, wasn't it? How you doing there, dead chinny yeah, body? Yeah, it was just really weird. It's like I got through the gate and then this like chin- dead chinny appeared next to me in the, in the checkpoint. That's not what appeared on mine. Like I was walking around. Oh, no, in mine, it was just still your dead body. Just well, like, enchantment. Yeah. The thing is, the brilliant thing about the PS3 is um, I, we, we wasn't chatting. No. So we kind of communicated by... Text chat. Yes, or just kind of dancing around things. And, <laughs> yeah. and I knew that he had to carry on, and he was kept on walking around me. I was like, what's he doing? So it's interesting how you thought. I didn't know that you thought you could revive me. I was like, just carry on, just carry on. I know, I can imagine. But yeah, and then uh, then it dawned on me because I was just trying to revive you. So I was looking for the button prompt or whatever to, you know, and I was thinking, well, there's no health packs I can give him. How the hell do I revive him? You know, and then I thought, nah, I better get to the end. So what did you think, Chinny, anyway? What did you think of the co-op? Well, I thought it was okay. I think I think it was a little bit harsh on the game. Because yeah. I, remember, I remember him saying that it's the worst game he's ever played and no one should ever play it ever. Almost was, worst game, except for Heavy Rain. Like, Come on, be I was fair. Like, That's a bit off. No, you, you, you wasn't a big fan of it, right? And I, yeah, oh, I just, and I only played it once for a short period of time. I admit that yeah. you know I may have had a very cursory I, I review. Was, um, I thought it was fine. It was it was good. You know everything. It looked okay. It's again. I, I kind of agree with Duke. Like they should have given you two of these games. You know. You know. Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, but, it, but it's fine. It's 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 an alright. It game, works well. I mean, there were some good moments. You know, like when you there was like the bit when you get to uh, I think it's the third, is it the third level, second or third level where. All tons of zombies come at you, and you've just got to yeah. just sort of blast the shit out of them all. That was and a lot of car, fun. The car alarms are fun and all this. Yeah, um, but the the thing is, it, it, it's funny how you say it works well because I played with Greg later. All right, yeah, yeah. No, didn't work at all in it. Ah, uh, was that with the connection issues? You mean? Or? Not at all. Like as soon as we go in, we'd move one. Like itch, right? And you've been disconnected, and we did that five times. Oh man, local servers seem to work okay then. But what is cool is that it keeps the zombie body count uh, across the world. Yeah, I love that. In fact, and how many times you've killed so many, and it sort of who's in the lead as a nation, which I thought was really cool. It's got a lot of cool things going for it, it does, but. You know, when the zombie apocalypse yeah. happens, we're going to have to get rid of this nationalism, this competition between nations. <laughs> yeah, who's it's killed not going to be about who's in which country. <laughs> it's going to be about who's a zombie and who's not. That's it. 
And and yeah, what well, what you mean? We won't be keeping a tally of which countries killed the most zombies then when they. Of really course not. America's going to stop with its you know usual like, we're in charge of the whole world thing, and we're going to be like, hey, we need everyone else's help. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh my yeah, God. Right. Um, <laughs> talking of America, actually, can I just mention as well? Uh, no, just, not without my permission because uh, I'm American. But that the court case has been to Supreme Court and the game manufacturers have won, apparently. Did you know this? About yeah, what? I did know that. Uh, you know, about the ga- eight, putting age ratings on games in America and all this sort of stuff and legalizing it. It went Good. to the U.S. Supreme Court and the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the government cannot force. I don't even know. I haven't been reading the. Well, they briefs. can't. They can't force the retailers to abide by this new law that right. they wanted to bring in. They can't put the ratings into law. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and it was seven to two in favor. Apparently. Yep. So that's what happened. Uh, but but I did read some interesting comments and like. So what happens now? Well, there was nothing. That's it's just the same. Much it. The Supreme Court's the last place you can go with it. it that's the end of it. I mean, they might try something else later, trying a different kind of law, but for all intents and purposes, this law has been overturned the end. But one, one of the interesting comments I saw, and it was, it was actually in an article written on Eurogamer, where he basically said... Had, now, wait, was this Eurogamer's point, or is this someone commenting on the no, Eurogamer? No, 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 it was Eurogamer's article, okay, basically. Go ahead. Uh, and basically what they said was that had, had this law been passed... Uh, it would have meant that retailers would have stopped stocking games and it would have it would have meant that manufacturers and publishers wouldn't be able to make games anymore because nobody was buying them so that that's what i mean to me it sounds a bit dramatic it sounds a bit dramatic because ultimately we've had laws regarding games not books books is the only thing in this country that isn't actually uh, got a, an age rating on it, hasn't it? But uh, music hasn't either. But it does have like parental advisory stickers on. And well, stuff. aren't there sort of de facto ways that books are bad? Books are kept out of the hands of kids. Not really. I wouldn't have said. Oh no, they just put them on well, the top shelf. They're just. About, yeah. It's funny though. Isn't it? like, well, that's not uh, a book. I'm, that's no, yeah, a magazine. Well, you know, hey, there are some very credible articles in the Playboy magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about <laughs> magazines. I'm talking about like, aren't there like naughty books that aren't sold in regular Probably. stores? But the best way they get round it is anybody just, reads just put them high enough that they can't read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that like the healthy cereal at the supermarket. Yeah, they should do that with the bad guys. Just put like Gears of War at the top, high <laughs> that with the middle-ish, and then like Viva Pinata at the bottom. Well, did you, did you poop pants down at the bottom? Did you never used to do that thing as a kid? You know, where you get a long trench coat and then like sit on your mate's shoulders, put the trench coat on so you were tall enough when you went oh, in. Oh yeah, me and my friends with our long <laughs> trench coats. Yeah, <laughs> we did that all the time. Grow up. <laughs> In the, in the community. I, I've you, never done it, nor have I ever seen it done. I'm <laughs> sure life. you have, in cartoons. It was a joke. Book. It was a joke, man. It was a joke. Scooby yeah, it's a joke. All the listeners are doing this right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that before I moved on, you know, while we're talking about America. But, yes, it's been that's the end of it, as far as I know. So, who cares, anyway? Who cares? Um, but, yes, I have been playing other games. I have been playing other games. Really? Um, yeah, I've been playing... More of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really impressed. Really impressed. Well, they say that's like the best Zelda game ever. Well, huh? not only that, and this I didn't realize, but unless I'm mistaken, the original Nintendo 64 ver- version is the highest rated game on Metacritic ever. I believe really? it. 99 it's got score of. It is a pretty good game. I will give it that. Which I never realized. I didn't realize that. I just, you know, I assumed it'd be, you know, high scoring, but I didn't realize. I 99. It'd be good, 
Well, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm starting to get into it now, and I'm I'm sort of liking all the little missions that you get to do, and it's it's a lot more open, you know, than than obviously Spirit yeah, Tracks. Very open, yeah. There's, you know, there's just mean? that middle area, isn't that where you you kind of um, yeah the middle area, and there's right in the middle, there's like a like a ranch. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Then you get a horse and all that shit. Yeah. Oh, at the top of the castle and all that. But also, you don't realise how much people love this game, right? And the reason I say that is I was speaking to one of the, one of the lads at work. He played it maybe ten years ago, so a long time ago. Long time ago. Uh, then went on to tell me he'd finished it like three times or something of that nature. Like, <laughs> and then he was just telling me... Was pixel tracks all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> telling me word for word all this stuff to do in the game. But he'd remembered like everything that he'd done, you know. And all right. He's an impression. That's, that's the sign of a good yeah, game. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that is a sign. You know what, right? I, I remember playing that game and it was like, okay, we're going back. Like twelve years ago, maybe t- eleven years ago, and I still remember things about that game. Yeah, yeah. That's a good sign. Yeah, it is a very good sign. Fibbit Two uh, gave it the, the the first. It was the first game they ever gave a perfect score. But, wow. but is any game really perfect? And we'll come on. No. To- We'll no. come on to that. End of conversation. No. We will come on to that. <laughs> That's really uh, all we need to say about that. Surface Lizard's piece this week, which was quite... <laughs> Thanks for in- listening, everybody. <laughs> interesting piece is what I would say. I was quite, it was quite a good one this week. So. Wait for it, people. Yeah. I'm sure... We'll have Hello, yeah, I'm sure we'll have lots of conversation later about that. Um, but the, the final thing I've been playing this week is Fear 3. Fear. Yeah, I've been playing that. And I really love it. I think it's an excellent game, I've got to say. I, I think, would say it's a good game. No, nah, you see, but can I ask you, though, have you played as Fettel, or have you only played as Point Mom? Does Fettel, when he takes cover, have a horrible, wonky, glued-to-the-cardboard-box problem? No, I haven't had that issue either playing as Point Man, to be fair. It's, really? it's, the, same, it's the same cover system as Killzone 2, pretty much. Killzone 2 back... or Fear 2? No, I don't remember there being a cover system in Fear 2. Well, no, that's why it was awesome. I didn't have to worry no, about it. No, it's fine. I, don't, I have no issues with the cover system. Well, I've had a lot of issues. It's, it's like Killzone 2. And to be fair, I don't use it very often anyway. Only if I'm coming okay. up the really heavy... I, I've learned not to use it, but it's so annoying because if I want to duck behind a box, suddenly I'm glued to the box. Yeah, what difference does that make? It's the same as ducking. What difference does it make? No, it's not because then... It, you I, press suddenly... E again and you're unstuck from the box. It's a bad cover mechanic. And I don't think it is. It's exactly well, it it's exactly the same as Gears of War, except that it's first person. Oh, no, no. Gears of War does it so much better. It does, but it's, to me, it's fine. There's no issues with it. Okay. You know? I've, I've certainly had no issues. The only issue I've had with it, right, shooting's fine, but trying to throw a grenade from cover can be a bit problematic. That's the only thing I've a, had. A lot of the mechanics are kind of wonky. I'm kind of sorry that I ran out and bought really? it. Really? I, yeah. I thought the shooting's spot on. I've had no issues with shooting. I mean, the shooting's or, okay. The shooting, by and large, slow, is You know, right. the slow-mo thing still works as well yeah, as it Yeah, the slow-mo did. thing's fine. I don't have any complaints about that. I'm not very interested in the story. I mean, I it's kind of again. I think the story is quite interesting, you know, with the you know Alma having her contractions, and obviously every time she has one, it changes the world because she's going to give birth to some. Yeah, that's like five seconds yeah, of the story. Baby thing. I, um, I think that they. I don't know. I think they focused on trying to replicate Fear Two, but changing it in some ways, and the changes they made weren't very good, and they didn't add much. I have and- completely disagree because if you play as Fettel, you'll realize what. And really cool changes they've made. Well, give me an example. So, for instance, playing as Fettel allows you to uh, possess any other char- any other enemy character, and you can you, you basically become them. 
mm. which is so cool. And and obviously, and then whatever you have, to, you have to go home and meet their family, and then like, yeah. pretend you know, <laughs> no, obviously nothing like that. But what it what he does, which is really cool, and and then it actually makes you want to kill enemies quicker. Because every time you kill an enemy, basically the soul is sort of hovering above the body, and the more souls you pick up, the longer you can stay as the character that you are. So you can be so, a soldier or one of the hobo types or whatever. Let me ask you this: If when you become a hobo type, yeah. how does that change your experience? So basically, it? you then get to use all the melee weapons, so you can pick up the crowbars or the spanners or use the knives that they throw at you. Uh, so that happens. It's just really cool, and obviously, as a soldier's. Yeah, you can like play as any soldier, so so that's really cool. And then he also has this cool mechanic where you can actually buff up Point Man. So if you're playing in co-op, uh, if you use your sort of aim mechanic, it buffs them up and, and regenerates their health a lot quicker if they're getting well, How about this? It sounds like this game was designed to really shine as a co-op experience. Which is or, what I said to you, though. I said, you know, or in co-op. as a, an experience that you go back and play the levels again and again. Yes, because obviously... And not so much as a single-player playthrough experience the way Fear 2 was, which sort is kind of what I was of. expecting. Sort of, but I, I've had no issues with the story. I think, you know, it does enough. But but what makes this game great is just the way it plays, you know, just the, the visceral nature of it. The AI is as good as ever, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah, I those, agree with that. Those AI characters are challenging, you know, especially in single, if you're playing on your own. Oh, they fucking Fear 2 one shot himself with a rocket launcher on morning. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that, but in this game, there's, there's still... Like, a, oh, the, 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 the AI in Fear 2 so... Bang, right on his face, fucking <laughs> hell. But in, in this game, they're pretty darn good they will run away from you they will flush you out with grenades pretty well they will flush you out with grenades they will flank you i mean they do that on call of duty as well they just throw 68 grenades no (laughs) it's not really like that but but what's also cool like what i like about is when they shout out where you are as well which is a bit disconcerting so he's hiding behind the desk in the office or whatever you know like darn he knows where i am and then a grenade will land next to you (laughs) so it's sort of it's it's good i think it's a really good game and and uh, I was playing with uh, Bongo the Sane and we had a lot of fun. We were really laughing, and he he was just papping his self all the time we were playing. See, that's the thing is, I'm halfway through the game. I think all the uh, chapter unlock achievements. Where, where are, are you up to? What chap- secret? What, well, what I've done four, and there's eight of those secret achievements before the finish the whole game achievements. Yeah, there's eight. There's, there's eight, eight chapters. I'm up. To all right, six. so I'm halfway through the game, and I haven't really been scared at all. There was one moment that was really freaky, and I I guess it's spoilers. So if people don't want to hear this, fast forward two minutes. But there's one point where you're climbing up a ladder. And the stuff that you're climbing in front of, it just keeps going by. You know, it's like, I don't know if it's in the store or what, but, you know, just random debris in front of you moving down, moving down. And suddenly there's Alma's face and it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that happened. That was no, actually, that was, that's been my favorite level is the store level, especially the bit with the TVs. I thought that was proper creepy. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I and that was, was a good cool. moment. And I like the fact that each level's completely different in its setting. So it, yeah. it always feels varied. You know, it. Yeah. I think what what... For me, is is the biggest thing. Is like when I played Crisis Two, oh. although it looked beautiful, it just felt like every level was the same, you know. And you were doing the same things against the same yeah. enemies, and the, yeah. doing the same thing over and over. In this, they they change up the enemies. That's you true. get the exploding hobos as well. So they they ch- and every level yeah. chucks in something. Exploding hobos. Yeah. <laughs> what well, game is <laughs> So they're like tickers. They're like uh, now here. Th- this will make a game of the year for you, Chinny. Uh, right. Stu, you start each round with which weapon? Oh yeah. Now that is annoying, and I've got to agree yes. with you there. Yeah. Every every time, it's a bit like it reminded me of Alan Wake. It's a very Japanese game in that sense. Every every time you finish level, when you start again, you start off with the bog standard pistol, and that's it. 
and that's know. it. And at the end of every level, they give you ratings yeah, on I, yeah. how many challenges you did. Like and your score. No, yes. no, no, no. I swear to God. Yes, they do. What are you talking about? They don't because each of that, like, and one of the things they said they were going to do and they've done this is you get points for pretty much every challenge that you complete in each level. But that that happens in single player, co-op, multiplayer, everything. And obviously that gives you the perks and stuff to use in multiplayer by completing challenges within the game. So it's not, it doesn't give you a ranking as in an A, B, or D. Or D. It, gives just, over to this. it just gives you how many points you've scored in that level. And then it has global leaderboards for the points you've scored for completing each level and whether you did it in the time that they, you know, that's like the perfect time for doing it in or under. So it's not like an A, B, C, or D, though. There's nothing like that. Well, it's numbers. The interesting thing about that is, yeah, but it's like anything that has a leaderboard. It's just a leaderboard for how I don't well. Want how leaderboards many, in my single person yeah, first person shooter. How many enemies you killed? How many oh, you killed? Who cares? You, hey, I got. I you made a spreadsheet. That. that would be awesome. I'm sorry, you, but you like Call of Duty games with points. Yeah, because I like to have. A, what's the difference? Well, I like to rank up, but that's what because you it gives me this? different camos and and. What this does give That's multiplayer. That's he's talking about single. Player. Yeah, but it yeah. does that throughout the whole of the game. So it, you get like a sliding kick perk, you get a high kick perk, you get increased look, you, you, energy. You, 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 hey, look, if you're into that, fine, more power to you. I don't care. You're I think it's your perks. So what's the difference? You because get I haven't even touched the multiplayer yet. No, but they work in the single player game as well. What perks in the single player? What are you talking about? So you get a sliding kick, a high kick, you get the. So uh, I've been unlocking things as I've been playing and I didn't realize it? Probably. Why isn't it telling me about I that? Don't know. Why don't you uh, have a well, look? Well, that's a problem in the Stu, game. You've been, you've been criticizing L.A. Noir for what it, it, it grades you on, where you performed. Yeah, but this isn't a grade. It's not it an didn't unlock anything, It's not a number out of ten. It's just so it's, it's still, it still It still takes you at the experience yeah, well, like that does. No, it doesn't, because but, this isn't but, really but, a heavy story-driven game, because it's a, it's a first-person shooter. Yeah, I'm, I'm you can't tell a story. You can't tell a story. The theater, no, I'm not saying there's no story. But this weird world. But it's not trying to be a movie. It is a first and foremost a first-person shooter game, which I'm fine with having scored. To be a movie, certain yeah, points are but... trying to be movie-ish. The cutscenes are they making are, themselves pretty they are, But I'm I'm fine with that because it's it's just to me a, a fun. You know, stupid, visceral shoot 'em up, and, See, and maybe that's you know one of the coolest things. I wasn't expecting fun, stupid. I was expecting awesome, scary. Well, it, it, there's a little, a little bit, but no. I it's not. Oh, a scary there's nothing deal. scary. You know, the, well, the, the funniest me. thing I've seen in the and game with a ladder. A ladder scared me, which shows you the extent of the AI. Right, I shot the leg off an AI character. Right, with one of the guns, and it carried on hopping towards me, still trying to attack me. Well, I haven't done that, That's and I was like, cool. "Oh my god, I can't believe there's an AI character." Yeah, you're still playing Dead Space, is the problem? Yeah, it, you know, it reminds <laughs> me of Dead Space to a certain extent as well. It reminds me of that in some ways, and I like it because I like the atmosphere. It's got atmosphere, which a lot of first some, it does have some atmosphere, especially the store had some atmosphere. Yeah, I, I love the the part with the houses. I suppose when the you know all the shrines and stuff they set up. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. I want to know more about that, and I, maybe I will learn more about it later. But it feels like there's this new twist in the whole story that we don't really learn much about. No, I mean, there are these I'm, cultists around, and who knows what they're worshiping? There's blood everywhere. Well, they're worshiping Alma, aren't they? Because they're, they're well, all that's the what I assume affected by Alma and her influence. And so, wh- why do we have so little exposition about that part of it? That sounds like an interesting is, thing. As, as it goes on, you get a bit more. Maybe of, I'm just not there yet. 
you get a bit. But I think you know, it, I like it. Every level seems That's to fine. ramp up, ramp up the action a bit more, and you get more stuff to do. And have you got to? Oh, I'll, that's probably a bit of a spoiler, so I'll not mention that in case you. Yeah, aliens. Yeah, no, there's no aliens. Not not yet, them. anyway. Not yet. But there's some cool weapons. Oh, towards the end, you get some really cool weapons. I'm nearly there. I reckon I'm only like two intervals from the end, so I'm not far from the end. But well, they did put back in the awesome, indestructible mech suit, which was awesome. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you, but then I didn't know where you Whoops. got as far as that. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, whatever. If anybody it played cool. Fear Two, it was, you know. Same thing. It is cool. But um, I've got to recommend playing it in co-op. It makes such a difference. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And it's definitely a lot of fun playing as Fettel because Someone told me that I should play the multiplayer too. So I'm, I'm sure I will at some point play those things. But Yeah, I can definitely recommend co-op though. I just left it on random open tonight while I was playing and some guy joined me and it was fine. It was a lot of fun playing with someone else. Yeah. And it does make it a bit easier because I'll tell you what, it is quite a challenging game pretty challenging i've had to do a few of the fights several times especially that one down in the uh apartment complex where they're suddenly all around you and there's a mech in there oh yeah the mechs oh they're they're hard to kill those mechs is that there's one in the have you got to the one in the suburbs yet with the mech as well that's a pretty tough i think that's the one i'm talking about yeah yeah where there's like a gazebo in the middle of the garden yeah yeah yeah, oh that took me quite a few times on my own yeah Yeah, that was pretty frustrating Uh, but when i was playing in co-op it was did it first time without any issues so it was one of those things where like when it took me a while but i knew i could do it i just had to have you know throw the electric grenade at the right moment and then blast it and 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 like i knew i could do it so when i finally did it it was so exhilarating i was like take that you stupid robot piece of crap what your mom and those silver dudes with the like ray gun type thing they're bloody hard to kill as islamic ray gun yeah yeah (laughs) it's a bit like that uh, but they're they're pretty tough to kill as well. I want Britain to be back British. Sorry, it took me a second. I, I love yeah. that guy. But I like it because it's it's yeah. a challenge, and it's like to me, it's just to me, this is what a first person shooter should be like, you know, sort of fun, visceral, and challenging. And and it does all. It's it's stuff. good. I'm not again. I think it's a good game. I'm just a little let down because I wanted it, you know. And it was my expectation. I built yeah. it up, like you know how much I love Fear Two, and then like I was expecting this to be even better. And I'd say it's probably about seventy to eighty percent as much fun as Fear Two was. But I do think you'll learn if you get it played in co-op with someone else. I think you'll learn to love it more. Could you know, be. and I think you need to play as Fettel because he's a lot of fun to play as. You know, with possessing different name. bodies, and the only thing, the only thing that I found a bit, bit of a disappointment playing as Fettel. If you possess a body, so you possess someone, so that's like your bullet timing effect. So you get the bullet time meter, and that slowly wears down. And when it obviously it runs out, then you get chucked out of the body again. Yeah. Um, but what's what's a bit of di- you can't just come out of the body and then go into someone else, which would have been cooler. You know, if you could switch from one person to another throughout the level. But it, it definitely allows you to get nearer to the enemies. And, and what's quite funny as well is when, you're, when you take over a, like one of the soldiers, there, there sometimes seems to be a moment of confusion with the AI because they don't realize that it's someone else at first until you start mm. attacking them. And that's quite cool as well. He does a lot of cool stuff. And uh, when I played on the other side of it today, which is the first time someone else has been playing as Fettel, um, all their eyes glow red and stuff when they're a soldier. It was very cool. It did look pretty cool, so I can definitely recommend playing some in co-op, and I think you'll you'll maybe like it a bit more. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth doing, and that's it for me. That's what I've been up to this week. So yeah, I really like him for you. So and Duke's a bit lukewarm, I guess. So there you go. So Duke, what else have you been playing? Oh, you've well, been playing. Wanna... You've been playing some. We can't play. I noticed. What? Yeah, Trenched it is not out in the UK. Oh, is that right? That's right. Yeah, never. Uh, came really? Out. Well, I guess I'll start yeah, with that. Out. No, I won't. I want to start with uh, the play date. 
Oh, go for it. Yeah. How did this go? I'm, I'm we dying went up against it. this group from Reddit called Team oh Awesome. My God. To say we went up against them is, is kind of inaccurate. Imagine that there are three mosquitoes that come up upon a, a battalion of soldiers with nuclear weapons, and, and that battalion uses the nuclear weapons as like baseball bats. They don't even bother exploding the <laughs> nuclear weapons. They just hit the mosquitoes with the nukes as if they were like hitting baseballs. That's kind of what our play date was like. Yeah. We got decimated. Yes, we did. But they were very nice guys. They were really nice guys. It was a lot of fun, you know. To also, talk. all right, um, I said, why couldn't we organize a game with Lousy at Gaming, the guys? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are, are like, because they're Lousy at Gaming. But we, no, so you got to pick Team Awesome. <laughs> I mean, the clues. And it's not name. just Bragadicio. Like, they're actually awesome at that game. Yeah. I thought it was ironic, like, ah, oh, look, they're, they're shit. Re- no, no, they're good. <laughs> they're good at that game. Yeah, they're really good. So. But, like, but, you know, I, 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 them. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I'll give shout-outs to because later. It was funny because they started jumping over to our side, like some of them did, like Cool and the Gang and all that. And, and, yeah, they yeah. Jumping over, and we were still getting hammered, right? And, oh, yeah. Uh, but there was, not enough, man. Your awesomeness can't make up for our suckiness. They're really good, though. You know, they're good at communicating and stuff. You can tell yeah. why they're good, but like, yeah, we, yeah exactly. We just they, don't. We just don't play enough, you know. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but that was a lot of fun. So cheers to them. And I've been playing with them off and on here and there. So it's a great group of people. Um, are you hoping? Are, are you hoping that? Are you hoping their awesomeness will rub off on you a little bit? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, if you uh, anybody wants to play with any of them, if you go to my friends list, uh, you, anybody playing Bad Company Two is probably part of Team Awesome. So you can send them a message and just say Team Awesome, and they'll probably invite you to the game or the party or whatever. But um, are these are these guys the types of players who just play Battlefield Bad Company Two? And that's pretty out? much all they play. Yeah, yeah you can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's fine. Um, I have to talk about something that was on the Xbox dashboard. Last time I made fun of the get to know a player thing. This time. Was it me? Was it yeah. Me this week. <laughs> Chitty. Chitty. Hey, like Snooker. <laughs> um, he's got a funny sense of humor. He's got uh, a. He likes funny things because he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a demo for Duke Nukem Forever out now. And I, oh, I didn't even bother funny. downloading it. But it says download the demo and see for yourself. It's so obvious that they know that they're just getting slammed with bad publicity. So they're like, no, it's good. See for yourself. Don't listen to those reviews you've been seeing. Anyway, uh, oh, no, Trench. Look, no anyway. more. No more Duke Nukem talk ever. We've said well, I mean, we've said. No, you can't say that. We've said all well, that needs to be said. No, bollocks. No, I haven't played it yet. I want yeah, to I'm going to play it at some point. Uh, look, you no. could have played it now. The demo. Uh, this, this podcast what? isn't. All Stu's opinion and nothing no, else. I'm not saying that it is, but, you know, between the forums and on here, I think Duke Nukem has been talked enough, enough. Keep it real! Enough, everywhere, by everyone. Well, at least we're not going to talk about it until we've played it. So anyway, yeah, uh, Trenched, yes, aha, uh-huh, I've played it and you haven't. No, we I, haven't. I don't really care, but... <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I was expecting it to be kind of mediocre, or, like, or at least a kind of game that I was like, well, it's good, but it's not my cup of tea. I came really close to buying this. But I've bought a lot of games recently, so I don't really want to... You know, I've got a lot of stuff I need to play, so... Uh, strangely enough, during the summertime, I haven't been playing as many games as I expected to. 
Um, I've been working on this book I'm writing and doing a lot of other stuff, so it's been weird how few games I've been playing. Anyway, um, Trenched is a lot of fun. For those who don't know, it's sort of a combination of tower defense and a mech game. So as Chini said, Greg DeLacy is wetting his pants over this. And uh, it's really sort of tongue-in-cheek. You know, like if you were to take the art style from Battlefield 1943, uh, you know, that sort of scrawled out, like, you know, propaganda posters from Europe. And yeah. combine it with sort of a Mars Attacks vibe of like, here come the aliens, you need to protect us! Sort of like a Futurama-ish type like, of thing. Like Starship Troopers as well. Like exactly. Well, of, sort of. Yeah. There's a little bit of that, yeah. And right. you're fighting somebody who uses television to destroy people's minds. So it's yeah. just a lot of fun stuff mixed together. And it plays really well. The mech moves smoothly. I mean, look, here's, here's an indictment of how awesome it is in terms of uh, establishing the play mechanics. I was having a lot of fun with it, and I suck with mechs, and I suck with tower defense. So if I could figure those out, hey, they must be doing something right, yeah? Pretty good. I've got to, I've got to say, I think Double Fine have been releasing some great games this year. You know, what else have they done? Uh, they did the uh, stacking game, which I thought, although it wasn't brilliant, it was quite oh, clever, wasn't it? Russian you know? dolls. Yeah, the Russian stacking dolls. And yeah. then they did the... Um, the Halloween RPG thing, didn't they? And the oh, Christmas yeah. one to go and costume quest, and that was pretty darn good. I, I really like this thing they've been doing. You know, we're doing little games and stuff. Yeah. I think they've they've hopefully been quite successful with it because I think they should be. And then they've obviously got the Sesame Street game up and coming for the Connect, which looked quite cool. I mean, obviously more for kids with the parents and stuff, but it looked pretty cool. Does it have grenades? That Sesame Street? No. Game? Yes, well, but it does have playing. Elmo. It does have Elmo. <laughs> Well, Come if it on. has Elmo, why doesn't it have grenades? Elmo I... loves to toss grenades. <laughs> Elmo loves grenades. Anyway, uh, Trenched, I thought, did a good job of combining the mech and the tower defense thing because those tend not to go together. But in this case, it works really well because it feels like you have, you know, people backing you up on the battlefield with, you know, these towers that are sort of rocketing at your enemies and stuff. And I didn't realize you could play people co-op, but I was looking at a group of people and it was CPM and Murphy's Law and I don't remember who else, but they were all in a game together. And I was like, wow, that would probably be really awesome to have like four people setting up towers everywhere and blasting people. With what Murphy's Law's playing this game? I can't believe, Can you believe that. that? I can't weird? believe that. No, it seem like the type of thing he'd play. Yeah, I don't think he'd like this game. Is. What's next? I'm Jeez. playing Final Fantasy. I know. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> A's on Bart's report card. <laughs> oh. Hey. Uh, yeah. And then even Bart laughs at that. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. takes a second. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, hey. And then Lisa gives an extra laugh. Like <laughs> I made you laugh at yourself. Uh, there's another arcade game called Lucha Fury. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't bother with it, though. It uh, looks a bit weird. Remember Double Dragon? Ah, uh, yeah. If you yeah. took that and made the fighting mechanic a lot clunkier, and Jesus. you set, it, you <laughs> set it among Mexican wrestlers, that's what you'd have with Lucha Fury. So I don't particularly remember Double Dragon being really that smooth to play. <laughs> well, no. I'm saying make it even wonkier, and you've Odd. got Lucha Fury. Must be really so, yeah, it was really not very good. It was slow. It was repetitive. Side-scrolling. punch him up. <laughs> Don't bother. And then there's Dragon Age 2. Oh, God. So, come on. Hey, how, hey, hey, hey. I'm, only asking, I'm still no, liking this saying. game a lot. I'm only saying. I'm just waiting to see what, what you think. What do you think? What? Oh, God. I'm going to start doing that when you start talking about a game. I've been playing Connect Poop Pants. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Uh, there you go. Anyway, Dragon Age 2. I'm still loving it. Like, I think it's still a really good game. I, I understand what people are saying about, you know, all the missions take place in this one town, except for some of the stuff takes place in a mountain nearby, but whatever. Um, but like I said, I have a higher tolerance for 
setting repetition apparently and they do mix it up at one point you go into the deep roads and sometimes you're going into the foundry and at one point you go into the sewers and i mean it's a big city let's not get confused if they said i mean you know gta all takes place in new york city right excuse me liberty city but it's a big city so there's lots of you know san andreas but that's a sandbox game not an rpg isn't it that's different okay why is it different (laughs) because it's a sandbox game that's you know I think the reason why people yeah. expect something different is because of Dragon Age 1. That's yeah. all they do. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, I and also, that. you play something like Oblivion, it's a massive open world to explore, or for free, or anything but, but like that. We could say that this is yeah. an interesting risk. Like, they took a chance on the idea of, we're going to make this city or, big enough and interesting. Oh, they rushed it out, so they had to reuse settings in the game. That's possible, too. I'm not going to argue that. However, that's not the thing that breaks the game for me. Game Breaker. Oh, oh, something the thing that breaks it. the game for me. Problem is this: you have to. You know how in? Did you play Dragon Age One, Stu? Uh, I played some of it. I played quite right, a lot. Well, you I know what I'm it. talking about. When I say when you use a special attack, it, it you have to wait to use it again. That's right. Yeah, there's a right, cool okay. down time. Right, cooldown time. They do that with health potions in Dragon Age Two. Ooh, that's a game breaker because it means that in certain battles, if all my you know ma- mages who are supposed to be healing me have all become unconscious, I'm left and I can't use another health potion right away. I have to run around the battlefield trying not to get hit by these people who are chasing me. Why? It's the most ludicrous thing ever. Why would it's- you do that? That's just a weird thing to... I mean, because they make it challenging enough. Well, interestingly, if you remember when I played the demo, I said it was like the the sort of Benny Hill thing, you know, when I was sort of fighting. Yeah, and I was running, and there was about seven enemies running after me. Yeah, I did that as well. On the Dragon Age 2 demo, I did exactly the same thing. Because, first of all, health potions are really scarce, not like the first game when I ended up... By the final fight, I had like 200 health potions. It was ridiculous, which is great, because that's, you know, sometimes you need that. You want to be a badass, man. In the first game, yeah. well, but there were certain points in the first game when I couldn't drink them fast enough, and I still got killed. But that's okay because I realized, okay, I'm gonna have to adjust my tactics and you know pause them more often and stuff. This game, forget it. It's if you, if I can't, you know, and there have been like two or three fights when I, you know, I thought I was getting toward the end of the game, but apparently not. And I had I got defeated by the guy. I tried it one more time, and I was like, you know what? There's no way for me to defeat this person. I have to drop it down to an easier level. Oh, that is a game break when you have Which is to annoying, that. you know? That's dumb. It shouldn't happen like that. Well, um, I don't understand why they would add a cooldown time for drinking a potion. Why? Is your arm too weak to pick it up? I don't you know. It's just, it, it, on your yeah, you know, it makes sense for something like a spell or, Look you know, an attack. Like yeah. yeah, an attack because yeah, sure. obviously you might be a bit tired and you need to wait for your stamina right. to recharge or whatever. But yeah. drinking a potion, you don't have to. Is it just... I don't know. Oh, it's stuck in my pocket. I can't get it out. I don't know. It just seems a bit weird. Anyway, um, the the whole night map thing, I was thinking about it, and you know what? I think it does kind of make sense because there are some missions where it's like, oh, this person's going to come back tonight. Let's go meet him you know, in the slums at night. In Fallout, you'd have to say, like, I'm going to just do nothing for 12 hours now, and you'd have to let it run the course for 12 hours, which is dumb. Or it wait. Makes more sense or you to can just, just wait. Yeah, I know. Well, exactly. I mean, that's, no, I mean, that's what I mean, is you tell it to wait. Yeah. Like, or you could just let the game run, you mean? Yeah. Anyway, I think it's it makes more sense as time goes on. There are some interesting side quests. Um, 
there was a guy who abducted kids and he was claiming to be possessed. And I had to, you know, all Bioware games do this where it's like you have to decide whether the person's, you know, deserving of mercy or not. But it seemed like the water was a lot muddier in Dragon Age 2 than it is in some other Bioware games, which I appreciate because it's not as cut and dry. It's not as easy to tell what the right choice to make is Um, because there's some, you know, gray area and some of the morality there. Uh, but the funny thing about one spot was there was this guard or someone that I was trying to get him to do something for me. And we were out in the sort of public courtyard and I said, you know, get me that box or whatever it was I was trying to get from him. And he goes, uh, I, I'm not going to get it for you right now. Come back tomorrow or come back tonight. I think it was. And I was, and then the option was, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. It was the friendly option or there was a threatening option that was like, do it now or I'll bust your head open. Was it, so was I it chose... Cole Phelps? Did you doubt him or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I chose the, the angry option and I was like, get it now or I'll bust your head open. And he just looked at me and went, <laughs> we're in the public courtyard in the middle of the daytime. What are you, are you seriously going to bust my head open? And my character just went, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> No. It was just really funny that like you think being a badass is going to solve all your problems. No, it won't, because that's often not an option. So, yeah, you see, you should play Infamous uh, Two because it just tells you whether it's going to be a good or bad mission. You just pick well, which one you want to do. There is no gray area. It's rather good or bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple more things, real quick. Uh, there was one mission that was really annoying because I was supposed to do one series of things, and I won't bore you with the details, but. Uh, I went to track down this one thing and then something else happened and it was all really confusing. And then I was trying to figure out, okay, so I basically got led toward a killer that wasn't the right killer. And then I was like, oh, I killed the wrong guy. Now I got to find out who did it so I can get revenge for this person I killed incorrectly. But then the Templar showed up and he went, we'll take it from here. And that was the end of it. And I was like, what? what? No, I need to get Wait a minute, vengeance. wait a minute. You wanted to get revenge for killing the wrong person because you got it wrong. Because I got tricked, so I had to kill the guy uh, who tricked me. Right. Oh, I get you. Sorry, I thought you meant kill the real killer, not the guy who tricked you into killing the wrong person. Or was well, the it was person the, who tricked the you the real person. killer? They're oh, the same God. person. Ah, it's confusing. The real killer tricked me to killing the wrong person. Uh, so. So, uh, so how do anyway. you trick you? How do you trick you? Oh, I forgot to mention a game I played. Pick one question and let me know which one you want me to respond Yeah, no, you just carry on and I'll, I'll come back to that when you finish your bit. Cause I'll I've, tell you this. I've got to Dragon talk about H2. a game I played. Are you? No, no, after you finish, I'll talk about something else. Oh, I can't wait for that. Just I know. Let me know when I keep going. If anybody's waiting for what I've... Hold on. You'll just have to wait. Well, it won't be long. long. It won't be long. It won't be long. I've got a joke here. He's killing it. Oh, sorry. If anybody's waiting for anything that I've been playing, skip to minute one hour and 32. No, this is very important that I share this. Dragon. This is the last thing I'll say about it. Dragon Age 2... I don't care. Carry on. I'm, I'm fine. It's like listening to the podcast. Like I'm not on it. It's fine. It's, it's like, great. Right. Don't worry. You'll get your chance. You'll you get your chance. Just, it's like, just, just keep it on. For you, they're listening for me. God. You know, on the background, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm just, you know, just keep your kids on. Dragon right. Age Two oh. has the worst mission in a Bioware game ever. That's a bold statement, and I'm making it, but it's true. Because there's this woman that you come into the city with, and she's like a hardcore warrior, and she becomes the chief of police, and she's this hardcore badass, and you have to play matchmaker for her. No. Yes. And it's like, I can't tell him that I like him. Will you talk to him for me? And it's, well, are you kidding me? And then it's like, you're supposed to go on patrol together tonight. I'll go clear the enemies while you get to talk to him. And then she's like, uh, I, I think, uh, 
And it's like, she's not very good at talking to guys. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's like so some dumb. weird Dragon Age version of Blind Date. You remember that thing in um, Assassin's Creed? I don't remember if it was 2 or Brotherhood, where you had to, like, find out which direction to go carrying a box by just going down one alley. Yeah, like, God, that, that was, was all. That was both. That was Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood. Well, anyway. No, in, in same, Brotherhood it doesn't was matter. Worse, Shut up. It? It's the same sort of thing here because it's just the whole time you're doing it, you're, this is the dumbest mission I've ever done. But so, in the in the Brotherhood one, you had to go with those guys, and if you were going the wrong way, they go, have you hey, not been down here before? Have, <laughs> are you sure? You, do you know a shortcut? Yeah, it's just funny. Anyway, no, yeah, I, there was another game I played, and I can't believe it. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. One last thing about Dragon Age. I know oh, I said God, that was the last thing, but I lied. One last thing, real quick. I, again, there was the romance thing that I hooked up with this character, and and she broke my heart. She left. No, look, you said like, last you week you weren't going to do it. You said you were a bad, do it. you know, track record with the women in Dragon Age games. Well, hopefully, uh, you, you we're better in your real life choices, eh? There you oh, go. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But here's the funny thing: she came back. Huh? So I was like so mad. I was like, "Oh, come on! You gotta be kidding me!" She left, and then she comes back, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm just Ooh, glad you're back." Is this? Wait, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, though. Is it? Wasn't this the game breaker for Murphy's Law? Wasn't this the one? That if you didn't romance her, she didn't come back, and then you couldn't complete a mission. Yeah, there was one that Murphy talked no about. No way! Where someone left, Score! and it made it, it made it that he couldn't complete one of the missions he had to do because she wasn't there anymore. <laughs> But I'm not saying it is the same person. But operator, the way I am, and he couldn't tempt her back with the love and that she needed. So she was like, "Forget you, dude. I'm going for self." I could but be wrong, me, but I'm almost like, sure. You're so hot. I gotta come back. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, yet yeah, other game but I played. I still played. haven't gotten the re- the romantic achievement, which well, is weird. I'm sure you will. But anyway, okay. yeah, other game I played. I was looking on the PlayStation Plus bit of the store, right? On, on obviously, you know, PS3 and all this free PlayStation Plus. Yes, people. I ain't talking about that week. And they had Braid for two quid. <gasps> so I thought, what the hell? For two quid, I'll buy that, you know. And you get to keep it forever as well, so it doesn't matter when your 30 days runs Have out. Have you ever played this before? I played the demo and that was it. And I didn't play it for very really? long either. You're talking about... You're talking about... No, well, I just want to mention really? it because... There's a new game I've played. i got to tell everyone about it. Because I really... Oh, Super Mario Brothers. I really love it. I, I think it's brilliant. Oh, it's. Uh, I really you know, like you know it. I tell you, I tell you what, what spoils Brian for me. Jonathan Blow. Well, yeah, but I'm just ignoring that he made the game and what a knob shit, right? <laughs> and I, and I let Millie play it, and Millie loves it as well. And it was really funny watching Millie play. And I was sort of giving her hints to puzzles and stuff without actually her telling her the solution. And she was working stuff out. It was really cool watching her do it. I'm so surprised. My daughter figured out a puzzle. I know, but it's great. She it's, was dumb as a really, post. It's really way better than I thought. And she what, can't even dress herself. What, what is with those killer rabbits, man? They are vicious. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you finished it? No, I'm about... I'm on... Jonathan Blow's answer? Well, they are a representation of what you think is nice. You think it's cute, but it's t- he's not even the poor. Like, I, I think he's just been watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's <laughs> yeah, I have. What he watched. Uh, but yeah, I'm quite liking it and ignoring Jonathan Blow altogether. But, you know, I'm liking the game a lot. And I'm, I'm okay. Definitely... There you go. That was it. That really is it for me. Right, Chinny, what have you been Chini. playing? Chinny. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm glad somebody on here can talk about new games. So I'll be playing <laughs> Rockstar. Be quiet, Chinny. <laughs> Rockstar's Table Tennis. Oh, God, that's a launch title. <laughs> what? What? What did I say? What did I say? Oh, that's, that really so, is more or less a launch title, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a launch title. But it's the first time you've played what, it? Yes, because I, I thought, what kind of a Rockstar fanboy am I? 
<laughs> yeah. I haven't played uh, Rockstar's Tales any, so I thought I'll, yeah, three quid. You know what I mean? You can't you can't go wrong with three quid. Uh, I can safely say this, right? It is the best table tennis game I've ever played. It is good. It It is a good game. Are there any others that you've ever... I can't think if I've ever played another one. Uh, I think I played one on the Amiga and it wasn't very good. So it's got that to kind of live Uh, up to. We should play some multiplayer because it's a great game in multiplayer. you still got it? Yeah, I've still got it. Yeah, I never got rid of it. Yeah, I've still got it. It's worth about a quid. (laughs) How much did you pay for it, by the way? Three quid. Three quid. There you go. Were you drunk when he talked about three quid? I must have missed the three quid. It was a long time ago. It was ages ago, though. It was released in 2006, so it wasn't uh, a launch. I remember getting it soon after I bought my... But I only got my console in 2006. I got it in April that year. So I bought it. Yeah, so... Yeah, anyway. um, That game happened. What else have I been playing? Let's have a look at the Google Docs. La, la, la. La, 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 la. Pretend I'm saying something clever. All right. I played... um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit a little bit. How are yeah. you finding that? I've heard lots of sort of mixed, like, from Duke. Um, it's all right. <laughs> That's, it's my type of racing game. So, yeah, it's, it's all it's right. It's pretty semi, isn't it? Uh, I haven't played a lot of it, to be fair, so I don't know. But I, I, I like those types of racing games. You know, the, the, the chases and the, the cop chases are really are really fun, but they're not a lot of them, you know, like yeah. you were saying. But it's fun. I think it's a good it's a good racing game, and it, it does give you that kind of, oh, I want to beat my mate, my mate's friend, my, my, yeah. my mate's time, you know, like, that works, and it, it kind of hooks you back in. So I'm so I, proud of myself when I did, when I wasn't in last place on the first leaderboard. Really? Well, this is the problem. When you have, like, a, a, a full friends list like we do, like, yeah. you... you you have people like Willow or my friend Gilskate Ben, right? Who are depressingly good at games, right? And <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember trying to beat. I spent like two hours trying to beat Willow's um, time on Mirror's Edge. Like I spent ages doing <laughs> oh, it. Ah, yeah, that's funny when you it. do that. I, I did it right, and I said to him, "Message saying fuck you," and then he bet it again. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> right. And you I, see the next person up, and you're like, "Oh, now I got to beat this person's time." You oh, Willow's always top. Willow's always top. Oh, uh, yeah. And you, like, you've forgotten that Duke's got members of Team Awesome on his friends list now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, I've still got a pretty good Geometry Wars score. Oh, still got uh, yeah. Um, Dead, Dead Nation with you, Stu, mm-hmm. and Greg. I also... Um, I, I, I let Jimmy, my six-year-old nephew, play Portal. Ah, cool. I wanted to see what he thought of it. And he, he, he well, every level before at the start, he's like, "When do I get a gun? When do I get a gun? When do I get a gun? You'll get a gun. In a <laughs> just learn how the portals work." He's like, "When do I get?" And he, when he got the gun, he just kept on going through the portals. He wouldn't stop doing it. He just walked through for ages. Yeah, but didn't you didn't you do that when you first got it? No, I moved on a little bit. I didn't. Like, he was there for ages, walking through the. I like doing. I was there for ages when I. First I like doing it. the thing where you had two on the floor and you just like. Bob him up and down out of them. <laughs> That's well, I don't think he understood. I, I, I think like, when it, he was walking through the port and he thought he was going somewhere. And I was like, no, look, you're going uh, that one, you come out that one. And if you're going that one, you come out that one. And he's like, oh. And then he kept on did doing not teach right. him correctly. All right. And like, um, but then he eventually kind of learned. And he, he, he figured some things out, you know. He, 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 was, he was pretty did you, quick. Did you see the video that uh, Zun had put on in the shout box with the with the girl playing Portal called I Justine? No. Hilarious. 
Hilar- absolutely hilarious. It's this uh, girl, and she has like a blog on YouTube um, where basically uh she she does game walkthroughs so she did like one for dead space 2 and like you know battlefield and stuff like that and she she did one for portal 2 and it's just so funny and it doesn't matter that it's a girl or whatever but she sort of got to virtually the beginning of the game you know when you first get the the portal gun but you can only do like a blue portal yeah, and she couldn't figure out how to get to the door because she just kept going through the blue portal and never thought to go through the orange one. So she just, oh, kept, she just kept firing it yeah. and trying to get to where she needed to go and couldn't work out why she couldn't get there. And it just took her. And then she just did it by accident, right at the end of this yeah. video. And then she just goes, "Oh, that's embarrassing." <laughs> yeah, well, like, I can't believe like, <laughs> the point of that puzzle at the start of portal one is to teach you that you can go through. Yeah. Both balls because it's that is not obvious to people yeah. that don't know. Like, and it's like oh, this game no. is not realistic. You can't. You, you can go through both balls anyway. So that's it. That's all I've been playing. Oh, that's that's actually quite fortuitous in some ways that you haven't played a load of stuff uh, because we're going to talk about sort of the rest of the games coming out of this year. You know, after we've had so many already and and what's left to come. So it'll give us a yeah, bit. I can safely say all, all those games on the list of the the, list, the games that are coming. I've I've never played any of those. <laughs> That's true. That'll be true. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. unless you're playing them illegally from some dodgy copy from Russia, or, or it's a time warp thing. Yeah, time warp thing. Who knows? It could be that. Could be that. Um, so at this point, we we'll have uh, the indie pick for this week, I believe. So we're going to do that, and then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the game that uh, Vlados has chosen. Apparently, I I don't have anything to do with it. It's just Vlados. You know, she just chooses what she wants. Honest, I think. Game review. Review. What up, y'all? Vlados here with your weekly dose of indie game goodness. This week we're looking at Fluffy Operation Overkill, a new title from SoSo Dev Games. I don't know where they're from because their website is annoyingly big. Hey, do you remember that game, Bulletstorm? How you went around kicking and shooting all the bad guys? Remember how much fun that was? Wouldn't it be cool if you took that same idea and made it a 2D side-scrolling shooter instead, and instead of big muscular men you had cute forest animals? If you think that would be cool, then this is the game for you. The controls are solid but a bit slippery. I fell off a few platforms because the guy didn't stop right away. It's really punishing in the touch anything and I kind of way, but there's some good blast hum up action to be had here. The art style is slick and the music is well made. You can even buy the soundtrack on the SoSo Dev website. Fluffy Operation Overkill is 240 Microsoft points. Vlados is out like Ricky Martin. <laughs> there you go. Wow, that was an abrupt end. Who'd have known? <laughs> Who'd have known? Um, yes. So, Chinny, what do you think then? Well, we'll come to you first. It was alright, yeah. I thought it was... Um... It was okay. Uh, the guns felt good. It was it was okay. Platform was was fine. Um, yeah, I, it was it, the shotgun. I, when when he changed the shotgun, I was like, they just put a shotgun in for 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 the sake of it. Uh, the machine guns way better by far. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't buy it. it. It didn't really leave an impression on me. I just thought it was kind of yeah, okay. It was nice looking. Yeah, there you go. Fair didn't enough. do anything for me really. Fair enough. It was, it was it was fine. 
It was what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, and I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with Vladas too that it's it, it feels so much like they're trying to copy Bulletstorm as a 2D side scroller that I don't know is a little ridiculous. Um, also, I'm having this problem with thumbstick drift. Like my thumbstick on the left side is worn out. Ah, uh, so yeah. So it's like drifted to the left. It's, it's always drifting one direction or another. Yeah. So. When I, tra- I mean, this is a pretty precise platformer. So when I got to the edge, like I wanted to stop, but then it kept drifting. So I'd go over the edge over and over and over again. So it was really annoying for that reason. But that's new- not the game's fault. That's my controller. I'm going to be buying a new controller like this week for that very reason. I think yeah, I, I need to do that. Buy a new controller every two years or so because they always. Yeah, it. it's annoying that you can't just switch out the thumbstick mechanism. But I lo- I opened it up and uh, I looked in it and I mean that thing is soldered in and you can't really open it up so the, th- the uh, thing is though right have you have you ever like when you buy a new controller and you've used like one for years yeah it's so weird like you can it feel, the, feel really the, the analog sticks and everything then nothing's oh, worn yeah. out it's like wow absolutely it's so you know precise and all i mean you know it's yeah whatever um so anyway this indie game was fun uh i might have bought it if it were only 80 points because i like to reward indie developers who do good work but i wasn't going to pay 240 for this yeah, no, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I, I thought, like you both said, the, the shooting were really. I loved all the slow slow mo moments. You know, I love the yeah, I love when you get the minigun at the end, and there's like a million birds coming towards you, and you're just sort of shooting the shit out of them all in slow motion. Oh, did you know you get this cool massive minigun at the end of the level, and it's just awesome, and you just shoot the shit out of everything, and it go all does it all in slow motion with all these you know bird guts and intestines and god knows what else flying all over the screen yes. um i thought it was very visceral again and i thought he, i thought it did a great job of you know if like you said if you want that bullet storm type violence in an indie game don't look no further really because this has got some pretty impressive violence going on you know but uh yeah it was good i really liked it i thought it was a lot of fun and uh yeah i had some fun with it but i'm like you i nearly bought it i must admit i did nearly buy it because i thought i could probably quite it, it reminded me a bit of uh, the dishwasher in that sort of really gratuitous violence type of way um but yeah i thought it was it was pretty and i like you say the graphics look really good in this sort of cartoony birds exploding type of vibe <laughs> i guess uh but good yeah overall pretty good so yeah, I don't I don't think it was a terrible game at all. Um so yeah, so that's it for the indie game. So yeah. Check it out. Fluffy Operation Overkill. There you go. There you go. Right. So as I did mention earlier, we are gonna now look at uh, the games coming out possibly for the rest of the year, but we'll see how we go on time. So we'll we'll see what happens with time and if we have enough time, as in braid. Look at that. I want time, tell me what time I did a time thing there. Uh, if we have enough time we'll braid we'll cover as, time. We'll, we'll cover as much as we can, but I've gotta say there's still a lot of stuff to come. There is still a lot of stuff to come out, so we'll yes, try and cover as much stuff off as we can. And and a lot of these are, are sort of on every console, so at least we don't have to spend too much time on all of these because we can, you know, cover off for the PS3 and 360 with a lot of these, and PC for that matter. There's a lot of these. Well, a few of these are coming out on PC as well. So starting off, uh, which is this next week coming, so this is as soon as that, on the 5th of July, we've got uh, Earth Defense Force Insect Armageddon. Yay! I'm excited about this. I'm not going to go out and buy it right away, but I am putting on my game fly. Yeah, I think, you know, I never played the first game, but I have added it to me love film to try and get it and have a go of the first game. I mean, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. It's a dumb game. It's a ridiculous it's a, yeah, game. It's, it's a, a stupid game. game right? It's a guilty pleasure or something. Yeah, right? it's totally guilty pleasure. And it's like, don't pay full price guilty pleasure because it's totally not worth 
retail, you know, full retail price, 40 quid or 60 bucks. But, but it is a lot of fun to just go around blasting enormous insects. So, so would it would be, be a great arcade game. If they release this as an arcade game, I would be like Section 8. Like, everybody get it right now. It's going to be awesome. So would you be worried, though? Because obviously the first game was that stupid and it, it got a bit of a cult cool following, didn't it, really? The, the first yeah. Earth Defense Force game. 2017, that was what it was called, wasn't it? Um, are you worried that they might try and make this one a bit more serious? Like, oh, we did quite well. Let's try and make this Not more based serious. on the things I've seen. Oh, well, that's fine then. I mean, the clips I've seen look just as stupid no, as the first I think, ones. So. I think they know their audience, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Duke, it's just Duke. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I want to give this a try because, obviously, I never played the first one, like I said. So, you know, and I've heard he's got a pretty, like I say, good cult following. You know, a lot of people like that game, you know, just for the stupidness of it all. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's worth looking. So, uh, wait, we're not talking about any games from June? Well, we're sort of in July next week. Why There's only three more days left in June. But what about Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3? No, we were saying good games. That's going to be a, an amazing bestseller. Uh, I can't believe they're still making those games. Who buys them? Who Apparently buys those people games? do. People they are buying them, them, dude. Yeah. But who? Who buys those games? John. Ah, true. You know what? They look at Connect Poop Pants and they're like, who buys that? So everybody's got a game that who everyone else buys has those There's games. Buy that. Who would buy? All right, moving on. Um, yes, nineteenth uh, of July in the US and the twenty second of July in the UK. We've got the Call of Juarez, the Cartel. Yeah, you see, that's... I I like the second one. I like the second Call of Juarez. It was all right. Yeah, I like the first one as well. Yeah, I didn't. I played the demo for the first one, but I wasn't that impressed with the demo, so I never got around to playing the full game. But the second one, I really enjoyed. I thought yeah, it was it a was good lesson. It was okay. It was okay. It was a good Western. So, the key word being Western. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what do you think of this moving it to sort of cowboys in a modern setting? I don't really like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, is no. that really what it is? Yeah. Yeah. What? So it's going to be like cowboys. They're not, well, they're, they kind of the main character still looks like a cowboy, but they're not trying to be cowboys. But it, it is All right, set I didn't in modern find day. information about this. So it's, it's sort of going to be like a contemporary Western, I guess. It's like three-player co-op for some reason, and it's like yeah. it's kind of like you know, in the in the south kind of of America, isn't it? Sounds yeah, something like that. I, don't, I don't know how I feel. I will want to play it because I I, I did like Call of Warriors, and uh, there seems to be doing some good stuff with Dead Island. So it's we'll set see. in modern-day Mexico, apparently. That's right. Oh, but it's still meant to be like a western feel but more like western gangsters if you will it's mm, a little weird uh, I don't know I think it could be cool I like the idea that they're at least trying to change it up a bit you know, we'll see we'll, we'll see. see this could be a potential well they know they can't do another western after Red yeah. Dead could be a potential sleeper so we'll see we'll see so they'll do a modern day shooter do <laughs> yeah exactly modern day shooter with sort of western undertones something anyway so that's that's coming out then so that's not too far away and then on the 20th on the 20th we've got the first of the summer of arcade games coming out uh <gasps> uh which is bastion and i don't Did know you swear no i didn't know how could you uh, do you know what? The more I, more I see of this game, the more I think, do you know what? It could actually be a pretty good game, this sort of... Which one's this? So this is one that's a bit like Torchlight, so it's sort of a uh, top-down RPG sort of uh, type game. But apparently there's some quite cool things with the combat, etc. in it. It's not just your standard hacky-slashy type game. So this might actually be better than, than we're expecting. You know, so it might turn out to be... And this is going to be 1,200 points. We have got a price for this as well. So 1,200 points, that's going to set you back. 
Um, so what do you think? What do you think? Uh, Absolutely zero interest. Yeah, but you don't like games like that anyway, so there's no way. You ask what I think. Oh, well, that's the one where you sort of build stuff as you go, huh? Yeah, that's Minecraft. I mean, it, it, ah. like, well, no, but I mean, like, it's it's the the parts of the map are like coming up underneath you, is what I mean. There were oh, some yeah. things I saw like that, which is, I mean, that's whatever. That's interesting. And I it's suppose. a good, nice, colorful art style. It does. It is very colorful. The art style looks great. I, I'll definitely give the demo a try. I, I've got so many RPGs, you know, waiting for me to play them that. I can't see myself buying this right away or even not waiting for a discount, but yeah, it looks interesting. I guess what's interesting, if you buy all of the... You know, normally they do the buy all the summer of arcade games, you get a refund or get some money back. Right. Well, they're doing it different this year. Oh. It's, it's buy all the summer of arcade games and then you get Crimson Alliance on September the 7th for free. Oh. Which is guess what? What? Another Diablo type uh, RPG. Oh god! <laughs> well, that's not fair. <laughs> I'm telling you, look, this is what they're doing. It's not fair. Gonna... <laughs> oh no! Gonna, the, text... the whole world's not fair. I'm texting <laughs> Major Nelson. I know. I know. That's there you go. not fair. Yeah, just make sure you, you you get sad. it written in big letters with an exclamation point at the that's end. Sad face. Yeah, sad face. Uh, so that's that. And then on the 26th of the seventh, so there's quite a few in July. 26th of Simpson, obviously 29th in the UK. We've got uh, uh, Catherine, uh, but actually, I'm telling a lie because it isn't coming out in the UK as of yet. It hasn't been confirmed, but he's in America. Wait a minute. You could ask Duke to import the PS. I, well, I, I had thought of this, you know, but I'll wait, I'll wait a little bit, see what sort of people are saying, and then they've. I, I don't know that I would do that. Why? Why not? Why not? not for that stupid game. Look, I don't think Duke wants to be seen buying this game. Look, you can <laughs> you can get it in a brown paper bag. Nobody will know. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, that won't be suspicious. What do you got there? Nothing. You can excuse go in the shop and go. Excuse me. Can I have the copy of Catherine from the top shelf? You know, <laughs> think, when you buy it, Duke, just put it between like a couple of Call of Duty games. It'd be all right. Yeah. Exactly. The only thing I hope, because obviously I, I like a challenging game, but I've heard it was extremely punishingly hard. In Japan, and they did say they were going to sort of look at the the settings before they made the US version. And that's like how Japan's distinguishing itself for its yeah. games now. They just uh, our stories are kind of really bizarre. Our characters don't have much depth. Let's just make the games really, really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. Found our niche, Japan. We found our niche. Who knows? So anyway, that's coming out, Catherine. Uh, on the 26th of July in America. Mark your calendars, everybody. Yeah, and I'm going to maybe wait. wire some money to, to Duke to send me some over. So, you know, who knows? Uh, okay, next up on the 27th of the 7th, the second of this year's Summer of Arcade Games, which is from Dust, which I'm really looking forward to this. Philip. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think I'll be trying this out. This is the... Yeah, I'm uh, curious. 12, 1,200 points again. So, 1,200-point game for this one. I'm very curious to see how they make it a game because it looks kind of like Sim World. Well, Lemmings and, is a game, and you compared it to that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah you I, said it's I may like have Lemmings, and then, no, Duke said it's like Lemmings. Oh, yeah, he said, is he like You yeah. said, yeah, exactly, it's like Lemmings. <laughs> like Lemmings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Lemmings. Yeah, you're right, Duke did say that, and I said, yes, it's like Lemmings cross with, okay. with Pop. So, I think it could be a game, like, you know, try to, you know, steer the disasters away from the little... Yeah, thing. that's fine, I'm just... Yeah. Yeah, I think it could be probably more fun than we think. You know, I think it could be quite challenging as well. Yeah. It can't be more fun than you think, Stu. You've already made up your mind that it's game of the year. I haven't. I never said that. I just said it's going to be good. Yeah, you did. You said Frogloss will be game of the year. <laughs> we'll see. Um, actually, right, moving on. Yes, we have got the next game uh, is uh, 
an arcade game. And that's on the 3rd of the 8th, and it's Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet is coming up next. Right. Ah. I don't know enough about this. Oh, is this the UFO crane game? Yeah, it looks good. Oh, yeah, that does look good. This one's going to be Game of the Year as well. It looks right. great. You can only pick one, Stu. Well, I can pick lots of games of the year, because they're all... Because I'm the host of the show. Correct. I can pick as many as I like. Uh, but it looks good. It does look interesting and love the art style. And, and, and like I said, when we talked about it on a couple of shows ago, I'm, I was quite interested. This guy is like more of an artist who just sticks his hands in everything and just has a go. You know, he's not, actually, all yeah, he's not actually a game developer. He just... Master yeah, of Renaissance. Yeah, well, we'll see. He just decided to make a game. You know, because he, he does this weird, insanely twisted planet world. It does look pretty universe. cool. I mean, the art style is very impressive. Yeah, so it does look great. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then on the 10th of the 8th... about great games. Yeah, 10th of the 8th, we've got Fruit Ninja Connect. You can tell they don't have a lot of faith in this one because this is the only one that's 800 yeah, 800 points. points for this. So it is a, a bargain basement in this day and age for a... Hey, well, like, uh, you yeah. know, back in the day, a bargain basement was 400 points. Yeah, I remember that. I remember 400-point games. But they tended to be a bit pants, if I remember rightly. Chime was good. Chime was good, but that went to charity as well, so that was even better. That was even better than it was. Oh, good. it did? I want my money back. <laughs> there you go. And then on the 17th of the eighth, the final uh, one of the uh, the Summer of Arcade, which is Toy Soldiers Cold War. Uh, Everybody deserves a second chance, right? So I'm going to give Toy Soldiers a second chance. A second chance. And 1,200 points. Not me. 1,200 points. Now, this one, the next one coming up, I'd forgotten oh, all about this. I know what this is. I didn't read the... Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I'd forgotten all about this. On the 23rd of the 8th, and obviously the 26th of the 8th in the UK, we've got Body Count. That's uh, the black up. guy, right? It is. Oh, it's a guy. Oh, he's not a black, a black guy, but he's named <laughs> no. Black. And he developed the game Black. Yeah, because he named it after himself, which is Black. Yeah, that's right. But he's not Black. No, he isn't Black. I don't think he's Black. He could be Black, I guess. He's not I don't black. think he is, though. He's not. I don't think he is. Oh, but, you're just assuming that, Stu, because he's a game developer? Like, a black man couldn't come up with a game, huh? Racist. <laughs> yeah, but Duke, Duke, he's not black, though. So he isn't black, I don't think. Quite have worked in that sense. But I did say he could be black. I don't know. That's what I said. He's not black. Yeah, but he isn't black. We got one about the cop killer? No, I don't think so. Come on, son. Jesus. Well, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Everyone's roughly right uh, So, yeah, body count. Um, he's not black. I don't know a lot about this. I don't know whether you know any more than I do, Ginny. I don't. All right. So it's this. It's by this guy called something black, right? I, and he's like, he likes. I heard him in an interview, right? And he likes guns to feel like guns. He likes a, a real weight to them, and that's that's. I mean, like I suppose black had this kind of visceral. It was all about the guns, wasn't it? Like even the loading screen was like mm-hmm. an AK forty seven yeah. just being shot. Like yeah. and he also bullets. did the thing in the in the first game with the like uh, first like destructible environments and all that malarkey. So what I'd say is it's not black two, but it is black two. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully with more checkpoints. Yeah. And and no med packs. Oh by the way, that was the one thing I didn't mention about Fear Three. There is no med packs anymore at all. It's just regen health. Because the second one had med packs crossed with regenerating health, didn't it? Yes. I like yes. I like that system. Yeah. So they're gone all together now, so it's just uh-huh. uh, just regenerating health like every other game. So, so do you think do you think this will go back to med packs? Do you think you'll have some med packs in body count? Nah. I just yeah. don't know how many games could do that anymore, to be honest. Med packs. Yeah. 
Seems just weird, doesn't it, nowadays when you think about that. Anyway, so that's coming on the 23rd of the so not too far away. And on the uh, also on the same date, apparently. Same date. Well, fuck you, buddy, Kent, because I know what I'll be buying. <laughs> is Deus Ex Revolution. Shakapula! This is going to be a cool game. We'll see. Thank you. We'll see. Cool as the book, right? They all nodded silently. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> That's what I say. Don't oh, yeah, stuff. unless it's all the summer of arcade games that you can't help yeah. Oh, they're going to be good, though. They're different. They're going to be If good. this game had some kind of, like, lamb in it and, like, a massive giant fork <laughs> and stuff, you'd love it. That could yeah. possibly be true. That could possibly be true. But you know. when a game has, like, robotic arms and he has spikes coming out of his elbows, you think, oh, that looks shit. <laughs> what? How I've many games been... do we need to have spikes <laughs> coming out of elbows? To be honest, I, I've got spikes coming out of my elbows with these games. I can't believe it, how he grabs somebody's head and twists it around 360 degrees. That looks boring. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it, it, you know, I, I, I'm the jury's out for me. I'll see. I think this is going to be a good game. You can put my... Chinny thinks this is going to be good. Okay. On this, I'll put a little light mark next to it just to say Chinny chose. This will be on the box with two thumbs up. That's, okay, we'll go with that then. Uh, and then on the thirtieth of the eighth, thirtieth of the eighth, we have Driver San Francisco. Yeah. 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 Woo! Talk about guilty pleasures. Any guy where you're in a coma is going to be good. <laughs> you know, be good. Facts. Yep. And this uh, has also got the body jumping mechanic, hasn't it? You can yeah, because sort of, you're in a coma. You yeah. can from any car you want. And then you come back to your own car and your partner goes, huh, so you're talking to me now? Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So he just sits in the car. Mute. So the next, this is going to be the driving game of the year. The next game you're going to talk about, that. fuck that game. This is going to be the <laughs> game of the year. Brilliant. Now, what's weird about this, this one's only, what, uh, three days later? which seems a bit odd because I don't know what the release schedules are like, but you don't tend to have games coming out on those dates. But for some reason, this is what it had on the information well, I, I received. The next game is going to be a World World release. <laughs> yeah, possibly, possibly. And that, yeah, that may be the reason for it. I hadn't thought of that. Because it's made. big enough. It's yeah, big enough. and that would coincide with a Friday release date, wouldn't it? So that's possibly the trend. Uh, and that game is Forza 4. So, yeah, this is the one that a lot of driving nuts away. It's going to be a shame. So this is going to be the second best driving game. Of- <laughs> <laughs> well, after Driver San Francisco, is that what you exactly. said? Hell yeah. Like, unless... Forza- what does Forza 4 have that Driver San Francisco doesn't have? Right, unless, right, Forza 4 announced a new feature, Coma Mode. <laughs> that would be so- I'd actually buy Forza 4 if they had that. Would, yeah. Uh, you want a couple more customers, Forza? Well, put it. I if it has connect head tracking. Like, yeah, he's still in the coma. Uh, <laughs> just lying there. I think what's interesting, you know, obviously we were saying the other week, you know, what what else can you do with driving games? You know, because live driving games, coma, games dri- coma. There you go, sorted. Coma, <laughs> coma, 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 Camille. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were talking about a woman with like really wild hair. You just wanted to coma, yeah. coma, 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 coma. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's that's what they've got to do. Coma and switch from car to car. There you go. Easy as that. Fun. Um, and then on the 6th of the 9th, we'll get to finally find out what all the fuss was about because Dead Island is releasing. I want to try it. I want to try Dead Island. I don't think it's going to be a great game, but I want to try it. I want to see what it's, what it's doing. Do you know what? I don't think it matters what sort of game comes out because I think it will sell well, whatever, because I think marketing of this game has been brilliant, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and also it looks cool. Yeah. What we've said about a game that just looks cool, like Assassin's Creed, looks yeah. cool. Yeah. Dead Art, looks cool. 
you know. So I do think it'll sell. And I did watch a quite a big long gameplay demo, and it didn't. It's going to be interesting, yeah. It didn't look serious, like you know, like the original nah, trailer nah, nah. we saw. Not, but everybody knows it's nothing like that trailer. But it did look really. It good. did look fun, and there was some crazy stuff that were going it on. It looked like Fallout with zombies. Yeah, That's... it did. It did. It did look pretty interesting. Yeah. And then Fallout it... has zombies. Uh, yeah, it's not quite the same. I guess you're right. Who cares? Yeah. Who... <laughs> uh, so yeah, this could be one to watch. So six of the nine for that, and then yeah, I guess you're right. Who cares? And then on the same day, on the same day, we've also got Warhammer 40k Space Marine. Who, who Ooh, it's is been it? A long time really... since we had a Space Marine. Who is it that's really excited for this? I can't remember. There was on the forums. There was someone on the forums. Sorry, whoever it is, but you'll really. I'll see if I can find out. Yeah, see if you can remember who that was. I'm sure they'll put a thread up about that. Might get delayed again. Yeah, possibly. Uh, It looks okay. It looked like a decent, solid third-person shooter from the stuff I've seen of it. But I don't don't know whether we need another third-person shooter in this style. I don't know. You know, a big sort of... Warhammer people love that shit. I know, but he just like characters out of Gears of War, you know, just big... Yeah, well, this was first. Big, well, I don't care. The You know, Gears of War came out. Hey, by the way, did you see uh, Cliff Blazinski uh, in the last week or so said that that if, he, if he's only ever remembered for Gears of War, to fucking kill him now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure he wants to be doing all that stuff. Soup Dragon Dan is the one who started the thread on the forums ah, about uh, 4,000. Well, Soup Dragon Dan, it's coming out, apparently, on the 6th of September. I doubt it will. Or the 9th in the UK. Oh, I've got to call it. I reckon it doesn't come out. And Phil Thee said, day one purchase, very excited. There you go. See, people are excited. And then Super Dragon Dan said, yeah, I'm considering it as a day one purchase, but I'm also praying it performs as well as the trailers. So maybe it's Phil Thee, you know. I don't know. I've not been totally... And then Hard McCore said, I just watched the trailer. It looks pretty good. I don't know. I've not been blown away with the trailer. And then Jim said, oddly enough... What did Jim say? We do a whole podcast where we do just like... And John Bowes said... Can I just ask, is that Jim from The Apprentice or Bongo the Tain, or is that another Jim? (laughs) Jim? Huh? The Mirror's Edge logo. Ah, Jim. Ah, that Jim. Ah, Jim. Ah, Jim. Osaka Jim. Ah, Jim. Why didn't you just say it was Jim then? I don't know. Because. Anyway, moving on. On the 20th, a week later. Talking of of decent decent third-person shooters, we've got Gears of War 3 coming out a week later. Ta-da! 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 Actually, it's not a week. It's two weeks later, in fact. I really hope, for my Rubbish. sake and yours, that at the end they have a really shit boss battle. So uh, excellent. I like a good boss battle. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, no, look, I don't care how a game ends as long as it's not a quick time event. I'm happy. It was a quick time You press a button. You just press the yeah, button. Yeah, that's what you do for a whole game. You press Yeah, buttons. whatever. Whatever. <laughs> no, if you have Connect. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But I am looking you know, at the Child of Eden, you don't even press it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah that's just great, that game. I'm a beast at that game. Um, but yes, I'd I'd like to play the beast mode a lot, talking to beasts, because I, I really enjoyed that at Eurogame. It was one of the highlights. Uh, yeah, beast good, mode. Yeah. I'm, I'm reckoning that's going to be a lot of fun. If you've got a good gang of people together playing beast mode, I think we could... That's the one where you. you get to be the bad guys? That's right. I really miss... The multiplayer of Gears of War One, if they and the the beta was really good, and if they capture that kind of multiplayer feeling again, I'll be happy. And didn't you say we weren't talking about games from E3? Yeah, well, you know, this is being whatever, whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's looking good, looking good. Uh, and I did miss one. I did miss one on the 13th and the 9th. And um, this one, I'm quite excited because I think this might be quite cool. Uh, the Gunstringer. This the, looks the Gunslinger. 
No, the Gunstringer, it's called. The Gunslinger? No, the Gunstringer. The Gunslinger. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I think it is the Gunstringer. It I is think. the Gunstringer. But it, it, like it, the Gunslinger. Uh, but it looks cool. It looks cool. And you have to do... You know, oh, is this Connect? It, it is Connect. Yeah. Yes, it is a Connect game. But, but you know when you used to play Cowboys in Indian? Sure. You know, yeah. you I remember I used to, when I used to ke- play Cowboys in Indian. When you were yeah. six years old, is that when it was? When you play this game, you have to make your hand into the shape of a gun. Yeah. Oh. And then you have to do the, like, you're pulling the trigger vibes. You know. <laughs> you know, like, when you do that thing with your hand, like, you, you're cocking the trigger. You've got to do that to shoot. Come on, it's going to be cool. <laughs> like anybody fucking gives a shit. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a cool shoot. It's very hard to defend games. It really is. <laughs> it's like defending games is like defending religion, right? It's very difficult, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but it, it, you're not making it any easier. Yeah, Connect makes it even worse. And I'm going to go, pew, pew, like that while I'm playing. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I am. I am definitely going to do that. Um, and then on the 30th of the 9th, now, this one's a big, really, in fact, probably one of the biggest releases of the whole year for some people. In fact, for some people, this is the only release of the whole year. I want Britain to be back British. That is right. It you is think- FIFA 12. You can guarantee <laughs> guarantee that uh, the British guy definitely plays FIFA. You can, uh, <laughs> yep. This is saying this that, is right? The game of the year for some I, I was playing FIFA 11 today, <laughs> Rainbow Mate says. So, you know, it's not all bad. There's a reason why people play it. I mean, you know, they're it's good great. It's a, it's a great game. It's a great football yeah. game. Yeah. I still don't know whether they can carry on justifying a new game every year, like we've said before. You, you know, know what? Madden when they stuff. sell... Millions. FIFA 11 is still in the charts, yeah. And then the following year, it's about three quid in the bargain bucket. <laughs> yeah. FIFA's so let me ask you this. If two. smart consumers refuse to buy a game just because they're putting it out every year, yeah. and dumb consumers will keep buying it every year regardless yeah. of how little gets changed, yeah. does that mean that Guitar Hero fans are smarter than FIFA fans? Probably. Yes. <laughs> Probably. I didn't but, say it, people. But I just also, asked a question. Listen, also. right, until you go into a game in England and see two blogs go, FIFA, 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 and then the guy behind you would you like to pre-order some uh, uh, games? They're like, no, right, until you see that. <laughs> right, then you but also, <laughs> also, what you've got to, be, got to remember, EA have got, like, a fail-safe plan with FIFA games to make sure everybody always buys the new one. Yeah. And do you know what that is? You know what that is? You know what they do? What? They turn off the servers for the old one. <laughs> so that's oh, yeah. what they do. That's what they do. They, they turn... wait a few years, though. They do, but not much. It's usually about two years, and then they'll turn no, the servers off. you can off. still play FIFA on no. mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You that's could be right. I'm not going to argue. Oh, no. You could be right. But that one's about to go, because I know they, got, they turned off 08 not so long ago. Uh, so they do turn the servers off to make sure people keep buying the newer ones. So that's Weak. what they do. It's what they do. It's what they do. Gangsters. Uh, okay, next one on the 1st of October. Another Connect only game, I'm afraid. Uh, Rise of Nightmares. Rise of Nightmares. Eh. Eh. I was, I was sort of interested in this till I found out about the how you move in the game mechanic, which may change, so hopefully they'll sort that out, but it didn't sound great, I've got to say. Eh. What is it? Eh. 
Whatever. What is? It? What is it? It's sort of like a horror survival game where. Oh, I know, but how do you move? Right. Okay. We talked about walking on the spot. No, you you just step forward to move forward, but just no, stay stationary. I don't. I don't and then you lean that. to the left or lean to the right. Please. <laughs> lean to the left or lean to the right. That sounds really stupid. To turn corners and stuff, and Moving apparently. On. Uh, to uh, navigate, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, now the next game, I'm not entirely sure this one's uh, coming out. Uh, that is not coming out. There's no way this is coming out. Do you want to tell us what it is, Chinny? Apparently, it's Tom Clancy's Future Soldier. It's not coming, is it? No, that's no, that's, that's been delayed. And it's also on the PS3 list. Now, I I've sort of thought this was exclusive, but it isn't, is it? No, it's not exclusive. Come on now, that is not coming out. This list is bollocks. There's no, but this is from a reputable. Photographed against a fake floor too. You no, know, it's from a reputable retailer in the US, but obviously can't mention names or company, etc. But I acquired it as I always. Microsoft. Uh, Eric Petrovsky. That's it. <laughs> that's him. Sent it to me. Uh, so yeah, I don't think this is going to. I'll be very, very shocked if this gets released because we just haven't seen or heard enough about it. I'll be very shocked. Apart from the Wii, the Wii U version of uh, whatever it is, the Tom Clancy game. The Ghost Recon game on the the sort of massive multiplayer thing, isn't there? So I'll get your buzzer ready for the next game. He's got to read out. Okay, <laughs> yeah, this one is yeah, this one's coming out on everything. But obviously, it was originally a PS3 exclusive, but not this time around. On the fourth of the tenth, uh, we've got Dark Souls coming. He out. said, "Meh, and not only, not only is it on all platforms, but it's going to be even harder than Demon Souls. Even oh, harder. I can't wait! Can I pre-order now? Do I get special <laughs> swords? But you know, a lot of people I've heard talk about uh, Demon Souls, and obviously I've had experience with Demon Souls. Um, once you work out how to do the combat and the timing and stuff like that, it's not as hard. It's it's that initial shock of being killed endlessly. You know, Did you finish you Demon's Souls, Stu? Uh, no, I got to the to the end. Of oh, the second... it's not that hard, but I didn't. End, finish. I got to the end of the second world, though. How many worlds are there? Uh, it's about eight, I believe. What but, means what? But I got each, to the end of the second. But each world, not only is there eight worlds, <laughs> but each world is also broken down into different levels of the same world. So it's it's a massive game. It is a massive game. So right. it's like a lot of finished it. exactly two. What one fourth of the game does not bode yeah. well for it. It's not I that got hard. Scared, and I just put it down. No, it's not that hard. If you I just never went back. It. it was too scary. It was too scary. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so that's on the fourth of October. On the fifth of October, or the eighth in the UK, we have got the Darkness Two coming out. Hey, I bought a comic book about the Darkness recently. Yeah, uh-huh. it's meant to be pretty good. The comic, I believe. Apparently, it's pretty good. Well, this is like one of the origins. I think it was written by like Garth Ennis. Right. Okay. I have- oh yeah, him. Really good guy. He's a great writer. I've never heard of him. Yeah, I've never read him. What? You no. never read Preacher? I just think. He's no. Oh my goodness, that's like required reading. Everybody should read Preacher. Anybody who read Preacher, email are the show in- and tell me how awesome it is. Are we in English class today? That's required reading. It's a comic book. What a different English class. Has he got any big words? Your English teacher would assign a comic book. Oh wait, I've done uh, that. Yeah, I bet you've done that. Um, <laughs> but again, this it looks pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, delayed reaction. It doesn't look too bad, so this could be one to watch again. You know, might Darkness be one. And the first, yeah, the first one yeah, was yeah. underrated. I felt. No, I, I, I really like the first one. Yeah, I mean, it was it, this one's not been that, uh, done by Starbreeze though, is it? I don't think the second one. No, no, no. it's been done by someone else. Yeah, which obviously they did the Chronicles of Riddick and all that sort of stuff, didn't they? Prior to to the Darkness and whatever. So yeah, we'll apparently see. they was working on a 
uh, a Bourne game as well. But, ah, there yeah, you go. Baby Maker all. Extreme. <laughs> that might be who it is. Get it, Bourne. It's been made, yeah. by, yeah. it's been made by Digital Extremes. Who, ah, what uh, they made? Extreme! I made uh, Dark Sector. Oh, right, okay. Okay, yeah, no, they they're not too bad a developer. So this they also okay. ported the 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 PS3 and PS3 version of Bioshock, and, and they did the multiplayer section of Bioshock Two. Ah, you see, this could be all right. This I think this has got a chance of being half decent. So we'll see, we'll see. Okay, next one. A lot of people are waiting for this. This is uh, one of the biggies, first of the real big ones, I guess, after Forza and FIFA. Forza, FIFA, and Gears of War, I guess. Uh, which is on the 18th for the 10th. We've got Batman: Arkham City. Batman. 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 Uh, this looks pretty cool, doesn't it? Well, this goes without saying, really. So, we all want this, yeah? Yeah. Big open I'll world Batman game. It's, I think it's going to be good. I think this has got a big chance of being... The only, the only thing that concerns me uh, is that they've got a bit over-ambitious because some of the stuff I've seen they're including in this game is a, there's a lot Crazy. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I just hope it doesn't become a bit of a mess because they've tried to put so much into it, you know. That's always a danger, but, you know, like... <laughs> I think they're going to do a great job. I really do. I yeah, really do. I do. I do. Oh, um, there's a man here who thinks he can help you. Batman? No, he's a scientist. Batman's a scientist. It's not Batman. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think this is hopefully going to be really good and lives up to expectation because I think there's a lot of expectation on this game to be good. So we'll see. Okay, next one, 25th to the 10th, Dance Central 2. Yay, Christmas special. There you go. There you go. That's it. Friends round, dancing, great. That's right. it. Said. Uh, next one up. Uh, 25th of the 10th. So somebody either moved or dates were wrong. But on the 25th of the 10th and the 28th in the UK, we've got Battlefield 3 coming out. Now there's a hell, a hell of a massive amount of expectation sitting on this game, I've got to say. Yes, there is. Huge impact. What, does it mean anything that they're doing Battlefield 3 compared to Battlefield Bad Company? Well, it wouldn't do. No. It wouldn't do, except the developer of Battlefield 3 and, and EA are sort of making jibes at Modern Warfare all the time and the Call of Duty developers at Activision. So, you know, they've... That bad Company won. They did, but they've got to put the money where their mouth is, hasn't it? Well, this is know. what I think about the whole thing. I think when they started doing Bad Company 1, they were sort of like... Well, we know we can't compete with Modern Warfare. Like it was right when COD Four was blowing up, and they were sort of like, you know what? We're just gonna make our niche by being funny and silly and not taking ourselves too seriously. But it'll still be a fun game, and you know we'll do what we know how to do well. And they did, except for the squads. And then they realized when they were starting Battle Company Two, hey, we can actually vie to compete with Modern Warfare. Maybe not selling as many, but you know, we can make as good a game. And now I think they realize, okay, this is it. This is how it's all going to get judged, whether or not we can make a game as good as Modern Warfare 2 or 3 or whatever. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think there's going to be an answer. I no, think, because oh, no, I... I mean, it's just, it's just the question. There's the debate. That's all there is. I think there's that. And I also think different types of plays like both oh, of sure. these games. I don't For think you've got... Team Awesome prefers the Call of Duty games. Yeah, which is with G4TE. They, they... Yeah, they do nothing but Battlefield Bad Company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the opposite which is why we yeah, smacked them say, down. I was going to say that. that team Awesome. Confused. You got owned. Team Gaysome. Ha! There you go. There you go. Um, next up, on uh, the same date, same date, uh, is Silent Hill Downpour. 
Appar- apparently uh i'm in need i mean i played obviously dead space 2 and obviously we've been playing fear 3 which isn't that horror but i'm in need of a good survival horror game boo oh, oh, there you go scare you, oh, sorry yeah, yeah my hiccups are, hiccups are gone yeah <laughs> uh and this oh, this, stood there, <laughs> this may do it because obviously i played silent hill shattered memories and really enjoyed playing that you know this stop may- making fun of me chinny yeah this may fill that void uh so we'll wait and see but i'm i'm quite looking forward Won't. to this Nah, we'll see. We'll see. It won't. <laughs> On the 2nd of November, 2nd oh. of November, uh, we have got Lego Harry Potter uh, for years 5 to 7. So the... Uh. Oh, this is good. I like Lego games. They're good. And I might get this on the 3DS because I really enjoyed uh, playing the Pirates of the Caribbean on there, so I reckon I might be interested in this. Stu, you're, you, you strike me as the person on the podcast who gives developers the most stick if they are appear to be just milking a franchise for the purpose of money. Yeah, yeah, true. Do you not feel like that's what they're doing with Lego games at this no, point? No, I like it. They're not good. Yeah, as long as... But it, they're just sort of cranking them out. I, I agree. I do agree. Uh, but the thing with Lego games, and this is what it all comes back to, isn't it? The, the mechanics in every Lego game are pretty much always the same. Whatever, yes. you're collecting, obviously, little you know, yes. little Lego pegs and stuff and, and obviously yes. building stuff, and that's always the same. But because they're always, like, aping a film that you know and love usually most of the time, you sort of forgive it because you can relate to the stuff that's in the film. And when you see a scene from one of your favorite films, it just makes you chuckle, doesn't it? And I think the same is said of the, you know, and they usually take the mickey out of the films as well, which is always a bit funny because they always, you know, poke a bit of fun at the films. And I just like them for that, I guess, you know, and they're they're just fun. I've only ever played once, so I can't say, but it just seems like this is an example of somebody doing something that you often give developers a hard time for. It is, but then the other nice thing about these games is it's something I can play with Millie, you know, because she likes it. We can both play together. What about Connect Poop Pants? I'm sure she would love that. I'm sure she would love that. Okay, and then on the the next one release. Now, funnily enough, there's only one game being released on this date. Uh, there's nothing else on this date. I can't imagine why. That's now, weird, isn't it? I know, yeah, it's just weird. Now, interestingly, I, I believe, now, on the US date I had was the 8th of the 11th, but it isn't that. It's 11, 11, 11 everywhere, isn't it? Worldwide. Everywhere worldwide. Uh, which is Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, I don't even know what what there's left to say about this game is World War 3 uh, it's going to be blah, blah, blah. lots we'll of shooting you talked about it now on the same date in America in the set on the same date in America we've also got Skyrim Yay, Skyrim! Uh, And obviously a few days later in the UK. Now, this I am interested in. I think this is going to be my potential game of the year. You've missed a game out here. I have. What what game have I missed? Not on the list, but there's one coming, let's say, on the 1st of November. Really? What? What is it? What? what, what? 1-1-1-1. What? What? Sorry, Uncharted 3. No, because these are the 360 games. Is that a 360 oh, game? Sorry. Oh. Come on, Chinny. Didn't you I hear him the picture, two man. hours ago mention that these are the 360 yeah. games? What is up with you? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Hi, just rubbish. Yeah, just oh, rubbish. Right. right, just carry on. We'll carry on. Okay, Skyrim. Oh, I can't shut out the classes are not here. Yeah, really. shut up. Uh, the next <laughs> one is definitely not coming out, so I have no idea why it's on the list, uh, which is Aliens Colonial Marines, apparently on the 12th of November. That is never happening. That is not happening. So I'll be extremely not shocked. Not happening. That's never happening. So I'll be very shocked if that appeared. Fifteenth, uh, oh. 15th, 15th of November, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Meh. Uh, that'll, that'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's more Assassin's Creed. Said, meh. M-E-H. 
Meh. On the same date, on the same date, we've got Halo Anniversary Edition uh, Combat Evolved. He said meh. Yep. But we've also got on the same date Saints Row the Third. Um, I think hey! we should talk about Saints Row the Third a little bit. I think we should definitely. And and to be honest, right, I was not that interested until I found a seven-minute gameplay demo. It's on the website, people. Go have a look. And I've got to say, it's been getting quite a lot of uh, lookings and comments, etc. But I've got to say, Apocryphists. What is that all about? Dude, <laughs> seriously. It's, it's, it's the them right coming game. to terms with the fact that they are the over-the-top GTA. Yeah. And they, they're they, just they drinking it in and reveling it now. Exactly, right. Like, that everybody thought when Saints Row 2 came out that it wouldn't have a chance because GTA 4 exists and it's got to set the bar. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually, Saints Row 2 is still fun because GTA 4 was so serious. Oh. And now... Rockstar have got in, you know, trying to make serious games, and they've gone, fuck it, let's go mad. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so anybody who misses GTA 3, he's, he's got to love these types of games. You know, there was a few parts of that video where I thought it was just hilarious, and I was just so so impressed with just some of the stuff they thought of. One of the things, and it was only a little thing, but it just made me laugh, was when he did a suplex on someone and then posed afterwards. Oh. And I was just like, what a little touch is that? You know, he just does a bit of a pose before he gets back up just again. puts people in the ball. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the next one that I thought was really funny was, uh, now we could just attack these guys with a gun, but I'm yep, going to fall in an airstrike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unbelievable. You know how I was saying... The gaming industry and religion are very dif- difficult to de- defend. I'm not religious, anyone, right? But this game makes it even worse to defend games because it's got to be such a guilty pleasure. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, and I, I do think if you if you took it the wrong way, you, you know, I mean, the yeah. papers are going to love this oppress, aren't they? Some of the I don't know, I don't know if they'll latch onto it. I don't know, but like, it's just going to be, it's just going to be so funny. I think yeah. I think the thing is right. Obviously. The defense of a GTA game has always been, yeah, you can do that stuff, but the game doesn't tell you to do it. You you know, you could just possibly do yeah, it. This will be... definitely tell you to do it. <laughs> it's just telling you to do all that. It's the game developers are telling you to do it. They're like, run over like, prostitutes. Did you see the bit where he danced with the prostitute? How funny was that? <laughs> I love the ending of the film. He just like kind of like dances off the, right at the end of this. Funny. Like taking the piss out of PlayStation Home, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> just like we'll do a bit of a dance and the prostitute does a bit of a dance with me it does high kicks and stuff I, I just think it's going to be I think you're just going to laugh every three or four seconds playing the game because something stupid will happen um, so I think there's definitely one to look out for and definitely one that was nowhere near on my radar at all till now uh, so anyway that's that's looking pretty good right moving on 29 for the 11th we've got the Metal Gear Solid HD collection uh, which is also coming out on the on the 360 and the PS3, which I didn't realise. So should I be buying this, playing it? Meh. 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 Okay, moving on. This one's definitely not coming out, and I think you just added this in for a bit of a grin. But apparently, he says, apparently, uh, on the 2nd of the 12th, uh, Max Payne 3 is coming out. That is just never happening, is it? That is not happening. Nope. Not happening. But this one's in 2012, but I thought I'd just leave it on, because it's right at the beginning of 2012. Just... For Murphy's Law. But Armored Core 5 is coming out, apparently, at the beginning of January 2012. So there you go. I Start saving up now, dude. Yeah, I thought I'd leave that on for him, although it's not a 2011 game. Okay, moving on. Uh, so here we go. PS3-only stuff. So these are the PS3-only stuff coming out. Uh, 2nd of August, we've got No More Heroes, the PS3 edition. The of PS3. Uh, 
which I played the demo of, and it's actually pretty good, and it works with a controller, so you don't have to have any motion stuff to do it. Uh, and he did the, use the thumbsticks to do the finishing moves. Uh, so if you haven't downloaded Play, I'd, I'd recommend at least giving it a play because it's, it's way better than I thought it was going to be. So that's pretty cool. Uh, that's second year. On the 6th of the 9th, we've got Resistance 3. Uh, Res- All of Man 3. Uh, I he don't know. Said, no. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. They still haven't proved themselves yet, I don't think. They, they keep exactly on, the same. They keep on trying, but they never quite got there. So we'll see. We'll see. Give it up. Uh, on the yeah, I know. On the twentieth of the Make ninth, another Ratchet and Clank game instead. Yeah, they're always good. Twentieth uh, of the ninth, we've got Silent Hill Collection. Now, I'm this not, could be interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure what's in it, but I'm assuming it's, well, it's got some Silent has, Hill games. It has to have Solid Hill Two. Yeah, because that was because the best one ever. That's the it? best Solid Hill game ever made. So, probably one of the best survival horror games ever made. You see, I'm going to pick this up because I never played any of the early Silent, Silent Hill Two. Is freaky D- yeah. if you want your survival horror fix Stu this is it then yeah I mean definitely play one first because you know but two is uh, I mean I don't know how it's aged you know like these games sometimes don't age well but I remember it being pretty freaky well we'll see we'll see I'll definitely give it a whirl you, you know, know we were talking about games that left an impression on you like yeah. this definitely isn't, isn't that the one where right at the beginning the protagonist gets killed almost straight away you sort of playing as I don't know. I don't think so. I remember the beginning of one of the Silent Hill games, and it was on one of like the top ten most shocking moments in video games. And you could be right. You could. On one right. of them, the, the protagonist you're playing as gets killed almost straight away within about the first ten minutes of the game. Maybe that is. This so time. it could be that. Um, and then on the 27th of the 9th, we have got the Ico, and yeah, that's it. Shadow of the Colossus Collection. Yay! What? No cheer? No. Oh, was that- Yay! Uh, this game better be good. Yay! Otherwise, I'm holding you solely responsible, Duke. Whatever. We'll see. You let me win back my 10 quid. Yeah, it'll never happen. Uh, on the 4th of the 10th, well, I have to get it first for you to win it back. That, you that. Know, well, cancel the debt. Yeah, whatever. Uh, 4th of the 10th. 4th of the 10th, we've got Twisted Metal uh, coming out. I don't know. I, you see, they made this huge fuss about this, didn't they, at the E3 2010, and then it wasn't even mentioned at this year's E3, hardly at all. I've got no no, no nostalgia or anything. Well, it's just like car deathmatch, isn't it? Yeah, I, hey, they've announced the Comageddon game recently for the mm. Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. I'm all for that. I loved Comageddon 2. It was one of my favourite PC games ever. But yep. Twisted Metal, it's just like the whole clown thing. I, I, don't know, I, just... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, next one up. Uh, yeah, Ratchet and Clank All for One is coming out on the 18th, Yay, 18th of October. So this, they, they, are, they are following this sort of, seem to be following this uh, process of doing a Resistance and the Ratchet game in the same year every time, aren't they? So these are both yes. out in the same year. That's because Ratchet games aren't hard to design. Well, it's uh, two different teams, one. isn't there, I believe, that, that do the development. So they have two separate Maybe. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, then on the 25th of the 10th, and I didn't realise this was coming, but there's going to be a House of the Dead Overkill Move edition coming to the PS3. Uh, uh, which, I mean, this got a lot of uh, good critical acclaim. Record-breaking game. Yeah, record-breaking. It is a record. Most F-bombs in any game ever. Well, uh, well it's coming to the PS3 and, yeah, and to move, so we'll see about that and see how it... Uh, I'm not sure whether they're up-resing up the graphics or anything of that nature, but it's... I'd def- say so. I hope they do. They've got to do, haven't they, I guess? It can't be that difficult. Uh, by the way, I didn't mention, but No More Heroes does look pretty darn good on the Yeah, PS3. it does look way better on the PS3. It does look... You definitely should play the demo. It's definitely worth a looking. Eh. Uh, and then on the... Uh, yeah, one, 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 as uh, Chini said earlier... 
Uh, we have got on. Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's going to is going to be sweet. Potential game of the year. No, I don't and, think and so. I'm saying, like, the fact that we've waited so long for it, it hasn't been very long, but, you know, we've built up that anticipation. We've been able to marinate in the awesomeness of Uncharted yes. 2. Yes. This is the proper amount of time to wait between these sorts of games. Yeah, it does feel it. It feels like a good time, yeah. It yeah. does. Um, and then we've got, on the 2nd of the 11th, we have got Final Fantasy uh, fourteen. Uh, multiplayer thing. Apparently, it's awful. That's the online one. It's the massive multiplayer. For, for, yeah, but for, that's already out. In Japan, it is. It's not in the. In no, UK, it's you already out. Is Japan. it? So what? Already out on the PC. Ah, well, whatever. It's coming to a console. Whatever. So it's coming to PS3 exclusive console version. Whatever. But it's not meant to be very good anyway. From yeah. what we can gather, Apparently. so we'll see. It's, yeah, it's been given up. And then this one is not happening, but it's on here for some reason. But on the second, of the, it seems to be if it may come out this year, we'll put it on the on the second of the twelfth. But anyway, second of the twelfth, we've got the Last Guardian, which we know is not coming out. We know that's been delayed, so that isn't happening. So ignore that one. Uh, the only game that was worth putting down for the Wii, this is no word of a lie. The only game is uh, on the second of the eleventh. We've got the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Uh, obviously, the fifth of the eleventh in the UK, and that is the, was the only game for the Wii worth putting on. So there you go. Yes. That is it. And I don't know what I, what to think about this. We'll see. We'll see. We'll I don't see. know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, on the and on the uh, PC, PC. There was only this one game, and it's not even not, coming no, out this, this year. Yeah, but this one isn't confirmed. The, 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 the date of this PC game hasn't been confirmed. No. But this is the only one worth making. Although I've heard some quite uh, a lot of criticism since the last E3 about this, so who knows? Uh, which is uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic on the third of January, twenty twelve. Massive multiplayer online. That's not true. That's not right. I don't think it's true. And uh, well, I've heard that date before for it, but I don't think that's right. And you know, we'll see. We'll see. But there was nothing else because it was all a lot of the games coming out on the 360 and PS3 are coming to PC as well. So there was no point relisting them all again. Um, and then 3DS, we've got quite a few to, to mention on this. So uh, we, uh, on the 11th of the 9th, we have got uh, Star Fox. Yeah. See, you're not. Uh, see, you were going to do the buoy thing, and now you're not. No, I'm not. And I should well, play I'm... this. I've never played a Star Fox. I'll do it. It's the best 3DS Star Fox game. So I yeah. should be playing this and the bit like the Ocarina of Time thing? Yeah, it won't be as good as that, but it's pretty good. Okay, so I'll, I will give this a will. Uh, on the 2nd of the 11th, well, we've got three, so we know these aren't all coming out on this date, but I guess that's where they've clumped them together. Uh, all three of these on the 2nd of the 11th, supposedly, we've got Kid Icarus. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I played a demo. I played it. Played it. At I the, remember uh, playing that game a lot when it was on the NES back in the day, but you know what? I don't think you can make this change over to 3D. Yeah, I played the 3DS version, and it was all right. It was all right, but it felt like a lot of the backgrounds were just, like, painted on. It was a bit weird. A bit weird. Anyway, uh, Mario Kart on the 3DS. Eh. And Super Mario 3D, which I'm actually quite interested in, because that's the one that looks like it's changed. That's why I bought the Galaxy people, right? Yeah, it's changed up quite a lot compared that's to the That's probably good, but I need to I play Galaxy, so... Yeah. Eh. And then on the 15th of the 11th, we've got Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, apparently. Yeah, that just sounds like a challenge. I know, yeah. Hey, do you, eat some snakes, you snake <laughs> You should make it a connect game. You have to actually eat a snake in order to win the game. 
So there you go. To harm during the making of this game. So there you go. So that's uh, and that's it really. There's got we we did have some PSP uh, Vita stuff, but there was no confirmed dates, and probably half of that stuff we sort of talked about already. So I didn't bother, even bother putting them down. Yeah. Uh, Vita Vita, whatever you want to call it. Um, so if you had to pick one of those games, which one would you be your pick? Then do you think out of all the stuff we've just mentioned? Well, I mean, there's a lot of games that. Like we know that's going to be good, like you know, like Batman or Battlefield or even Saints Row. But I think the one that I really want to try that I think is going to offer something new, unique, is Gunslinger. No, uh, is uh, <laughs> oh where is it? Deus Ex Revolution. Okay, because, so Deus Ex for you. Yeah. Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim and Skyrim for me. I've got to say as well. I'm yeah, Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. You're just mad because you aren't as cool as us when it comes to the RPGs. Yeah. No, you don't play the, the rig pug. The rig The rig pug. Like I mean, I like rig pugs and I like Fallout and everything. So I'll probably give Skyrim a try. I, I, I like it's, summer I, right, But Oblivion is too old for me. Agree? Yes. Yeah. It's too, too old, swords man. and sorcery for you. You don't like swords and but, sorcery. Yeah, but, like, but it's too even. Even though Oblivion is really, really good, apparently. It's too old, though. Do you reckon, do you reckon it's too yeah, old? Yeah, it's not too old. But yeah, it's not. It's still all right. It's still you, all right. I don't think you'd like it, because it's I don't not... think you'd like it, but I, I, it's still all right. I might try Skyrim. I'll try it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I want to try Dragon Age 1, eventually. Yeah, you should try it. I mean, if there's any... Like I said before, if there's any RPG you'll ever like, it's that. Yeah. yeah. Like Bioware. I'll try Dragon Age 1, I'll try Dragon Age 2, and I'll try Skyrim. If I don't like those, I'm giving up on the genre. Total tips moment. I try Dragon Age 1, I try right. Dragon Age 2. My wife, right? <laughs> she's always going on about these RPGs, right? I go down, I look at the RPG, it looks you got a pair of balls. I kid you not. It's crazy. It's crazy. I can't do pair of tips. Right, I'd love to carry on doing impressions. Thank you, good night, But... But we do. Thank have you very much, love. We do have to get on. And the surface lizard is here to join us, as surface always. Surface lizard, talk to me. Well, I say as always, but he doesn't Hello, always. Darlings. Do because sometimes his PC's broken. Apparently, who knows? Come on, uh, come yeah. on now. Um, so yes, he is joining us. So we'll have a listen to that, and uh, then we'll have a chat about what we think at the end. So away you go. Hello, darlings. It served me right to suffer. It served me right to be alone. my mind, I'm still living in the day the path is gone. You make it neat, wait, mate. If you know what's good for you, you do. Okay. We got picks. If you know what's good for you. Hello darlings, Surface Lizard here once again, and this week I will be grotesquely contradicting myself by deciding to argue that games are actually getting too hard. Or maybe not. There's something else that's been bothering me, apart from my usual lumbago and gout, and that is something that was brought to me by the recent, should we call it a division, with Duke Nukem Forever, well, I say division. The game was unilaterally taken out and brutalised and beaten and crucified. The passion of the Duke, if you will. And looking at most of the criticism I've seen dotted around the internet, 
What there is against the game, as an example, isn't so much that they've taken a point of the gameplay or the characterization. They've grabbed a review score number and said, this game got a 3, ergo it must be rubbish. Which leads me to wonder that, in this modern age of gaming, this obsession we have with review scores, is it necessarily a healthy thing? Now, obviously, every industry needs to regulate and censor itself. And like any media, we have games reviews, both commercial publications, commercial websites, and thirdly, like the Spanish Inquisition because I can't count, fan sites, who are arguably the more dangerous because they're not beholden to advertisers or sponsors or the approval of a demographic audience. It's fair to say that review scores, especially in aggregate via everyone's favourite zeitgeist metacritic, can be a very useful way to judge a game's quality, at least from a orbital glance. Our reliance on them is rather an insult to professional game reviewers everywhere, and you can't think that games reviewers have easy jobs. I did it myself for a magazine about ten years ago, and we don't sit around all day playing games. We've got what could be considered a thankless job, where you're expected to work to deadlines, to pressures, attempting to effectively summarise a game that's taken thousands of man-hours, endless man-years of effort to produce, and to see it in 500 words. A very difficult job. Go to any site of your choice. Uh, GameSpot, GameSpy, Eurogamer. Go to the current review. At the time of recording, it's actually Fear 3, which has just been released in the UK. At the end of the review, go to the comments section, look at the comments. You'll find 9 times out of 10, most of the comments aren't actually discussing the review, the quality of the writing, the points raised. All they're doing is agreeing with or disputing the number at the bottom of the review. That 6, that 9, that 10, that 4. And this doesn't apply necessarily to just games, but this is my context, what with this being a gaming podcast. Similarly, how can you even rationally put a percentage or a star on a creative work of art? Uh, a, a piece of music, a piece of film, a piece of theatre, a novel. Review scores don't help the critical experience because all they do is give most of the players and fanboys a number to use against another number. You gave this game four, someone else gave it seven. Oh go, so-and-so is right. Which doesn't really solve or prove anything. Now, we'll probably never see the day where gamers rise to a intellectual elite and actually spend time discussing the literary merit of a review or the meta-narrative of the game experience as drawn from the review because, frankly... Most gamers are little more than Monty Python Gumbies. My brain hurts! <laughs> well, let's take a look at it, Mr. Gumby! No, no, no! My brain in my head! Oh! Huh? <laughs> It'll have to come out! Out of my head! Yes! Only bits of it! Yes! You could argue that removing scores from games would certainly tighten up much of the writing in the industry now. Maybe I'm just being a unbearably pretentious snob with a candle stuck up my rectum. But mostly, games journalism 
well, there are some very, very intelligent blogs out there, but game reviews as a whole are insipid and generic and safe and lackluster. And you get the impression that a lot of review writers have learned how to churn out a formula and have realized that at the end of the day, there's a number at the bottom of the review, so it's obvious what the reviewer thought, so does it really matter what the words say when the important thing is the number? Obviously. So, if you remove a score, and the audience doesn't know what you think of the game, the reviewer has failed as a writer. Equally offendingly, perhaps more so with the whole codex of review scores, is the numbers 1 to 10. Interestingly, there are 10 numbers in 1 to 10. Whereas what we tend to find 9 times out of 10 with reviews is this wonderfully small sphere of the numbers 7, 8 and 9. Lovely numbers for good games, but the whole concept of averages seems to have been completely skewed by the gaming fraternity, and even we noble gamers. So, a game comes out for review and gets a 7, and the wave of indifference and comments, oh, this game is average, well, technically no, the average would be 5, or 5.5, so 7 is actually above average, very good. Similarly with a game that got a 6. Still above average, but for most people, for most gamers, for most marketing and PR companies, a game getting a six would be a death knell. And that's probably because mostly what the industry wants, at least what the publishers want, is a pithy tagline and a high percentile rating to stick on the box to make idiots buy it who don't care for any kind of critical integrity or bias. And then there's the interesting concept of giving a game a ten, in the 1 to 10 scale, a 10 is perfect. It is Bo Derek to Dudley Moore. But no game is perfect, and no game ever will be perfect. So surely, you could argue that in the scale of things, a 0 and a 10 don't count, because no game can be utterly visible or utterly perfect. You know, there is no platonic form of a video game. It's not Myst or Ico, as Duke might have us believe. Having a single point, a single metric at the end of a review is problematic because a review has to be an stream of opinion. It lists the good and the bad, the sublime and the ridiculous. But when you put a 7 on a review, or a 5, or a 10, you almost have to then start justifying the parts. You give a game a 10, why does the review mention the bad parts if the game is perfect? You give a game a 5, which is a bad score, quote-unquote, why have you mentioned the good things in the game? It's very difficult to correlate the quality of writing and the flow of a review with the final blunt point of a review score at the end. It will be a brave magazine or website that actually took that first step and eschewed review scores. But if the readers were intelligent and astute enough and didn't just leapfrog over to some dumb Yahoo site that gave lots of numbers and short sentences of monosyllabic words then they might find that in reading the review they were drawn to a more measured opinion of the game, maybe from an angle they hadn't considered. The culture of review scores we have isn't reliable for a number of reasons. Again, these are my opinions, probably wrong because no one ever agrees with me, but such is the joy of having a soapbox. Now, part of the problem is that the internet has democratised information and opinions, which means that any phallus with a mouth and the ability to speak 
is able to give an opinion and somehow get it posted. Which via gaming sites and other publications reviews gives us a wonderful average system via sites like Metacritic and game rankings that will give me a rough overview of critical opinion, the landscape as the game as it stands at that point. The problem is, an average doesn't tell you anything except a middle figure. It doesn't necessarily leave out all of those good points or all of those bad points that were on the periphery of what gave the game this average figure. It's a number given without transparency to the underlying critical scheme behind it, how many reviews went into it, and what does it really matter anyway? When you take a game like Deadly Premonition, a perfect example, that game has ridden the scale of reviews from some games giving it an almost perfect mark to some games on the other end of the scale giving it an absolute B rating because of its negative qualities. That game was both brilliant and deeply flawed. But how do you even begin to aggregate something that is that divided within itself? Part of the problem with reviews is you're working with opinion. Opinions are curious things because they come from human beings. Human beings are curious things because they tend to be unique or biased or prejudiced or preconditioned. So, you sit down to review a game. If I sat down to review, for example, a football game or any sports game or a fighting game, I wouldn't have any context for what I was doing and I would probably give the game a lower mark because of my ignorance of the genre. Which is to say that an otherwise brilliant sporting game might get a 5 or 6 from me undeservingly. And there are other biases as well, especially with some magazines and publications that rely on advertising on their review scores. Having dallied around the industry, it would be unprofessional to comment, but it's fair to say there have been circumstances where, when a game review was necessarily to a publisher's liking, the publisher has reminded the magazine or website in question of an amount of advertising spends they have at this point in time. Just for the record, you understand. I doubt anybody will agree, but you have to consider that game review scores are becoming, and have been for a long time, a particularly unhealthy crutch in the whole review system. But it's been there since the start, since the first Spectrum or Commodore magazines, right up to the modern day. The sad thing is, is that it could have an impact on the industry. Scores draw sales, and... Innovative games like Mirror's Edge, for example, that don't score particularly well, then end up failing and ending up on the cutting room floor, purely because the scores impacted the sales, which meant that the genre or the franchise never got a chance to thrive. Surely a review score or a percentage should serve to illuminate the text of the review, and not the other way round. A game receives two reviews, both giving it 7 out of 10. But both reviews come from different areas, different expertises. The reviewers themselves had wholly different experiences playing the game and bring different positive and negative points to the review. But they both get seven. So who's right and who's wrong? Putting blunt numbers in a criticism system for what are creative works of art cannot work. But until gamers start caring more about experience and words the numbers we're going to be stuck with this for the foreseeable future ad infinitum and i give this podcast piece four out of ten surface lizard signing out be seeing you
Because when I think of all the things I've got to do, I just get depressed. Oh. And I'd rather go to bed, so good night. I'm a great big old Hector saying good night. Okay, so uh, he doesn't like uh, reviewers giving scores to games, so what do you think? Here's the thing, I think it's dangerous for us to take what Surface Lizard says in his 12 minutes of very, uh, uh, you know, loopy, uh, indirect discourse and try to boil it down to one sentence. Here's what Surface Lizard said. Because I was listening to this one and I was like, you know what? He's got kind of a nuanced point of view on this sort of thing. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, 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 just he says to, it's bad. I'm just trying to sort of, you know, keep it brief. No, I know, I know. I'm keep just giving you a hard time. Uh, yeah, no, I do agree. He does go around the blocks a few times before he gets to he his... Does, uh, which is fine, you know. Which is something like said, not All who wander are not lost. I've got, to, I've got to say, I sort of agree with him because I do think it's hard to put a score on a game. And I think as well, when you see the diverse scores that people give games... And the other thing, there's a couple of things I don't like sometimes with reviews. One is when the review isn't that negative, but they give it a negative score anyway. Because you know full well someone's going to sort of jump on it because they're giving it a different score to everybody else. And the other thing I don't like is half points. Why, you know, if you're doing an out of 10, why suddenly give something like five and a half out of 10 or eight? Because then you're making it out of 20. They're trying to be precise. You know, and how can you do sure something you, by a half a point? That, that's the thing. Look, I think less is more with scores. I think yeah, I agree. Five, five, five points, uh, like five star system or whatever, without halves is the perfect one because then you're more inclined to give something five out of five. Yeah, right? definitely. Because it doesn't necessarily say that it's a perfect game, but because mm, you've got less to play, it's point. saying that it's a very good game. I recommend that you should play this. Right? So if someone gave, if a lot of people gave Skyrim, Five out of five, right? I'll be like, well, it's, nothing's a perfect game, but like, you know, maybe I should try it because the, no one's giving it a four, or no, there's no that that one less star is like, oh, there's there's a bit of wrongness in it. So I think the the less is more with review scores. I also think by scores make reviewers a bit lazy as well, because I, I think I, I do because on, I think the. Because they don't have to write as hard, because they know most people are going to look at the closing paragraph and the score and not really read the whole thing anyway. Well, well that's but not, it's not like they don't write the rest of it. Yeah, but that's, that's not the review being lazy. That's the reader being lazy. But they know that's what... So they put most of their efforts into that closing paragraph. No, I don't agree with that. I think that it's... Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of... I mean, people one. who do this opening for a living, closing. they opening put in a lot of work on those reviews, man, with, like, specific yeah. commentary on, you know, the graphics and the sound and all sorts of other stuff and i don't know i'm I'm not concerned about that here's my the way i look at it like you know i heard one time and i like this saying categories are a compromise with chaos and i feel the way about game scores as i do about grades for my students it's it's a it's an approximation it's a rough approximation there's a lot of problems with how they're used but ultimately i feel like they're very handy because you know, I, I want to get a basic idea of what's going on with a game and how people think about it first, and then I can go in and see, okay, this person didn't like it, tell me why. So they're, st- they're a starting guess. point. They're a starting point. I that's guess, all they but, are. But the difference between, say, doing a test at school that's marked out of 100% because you're actually getting something right or wrong is different well, to... Not, in, not, not always. It, because it's, it's... Well, I guess, but... I'm doing essays, man. Ain't yeah, no but right then you're looking at things like punctuation, aren't you, and spelling. Well, and, and part of it, but a lot of it yeah, is, can you defend what you're saying? And the same things I use when, I you're using, when you're reviewing a game. And yeah, but, I'm teaching three, count them one, two, three classes of creative writing well, next okay, semester, let me, which okay, is exactly let, like okay, game let reviews, me, because you're evaluating let, how a game functions! Let me put this to you, then. 
Okay. <laughs> have Have you been trained to be a teacher? Did yes. you go to university or whatever to train to be a teacher? Yes, but I'll tell and you this. Part, no, 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 let me get to the point first. Let me do the point first. Let me just do the point. Just answer, and then you can give your rebuttal at the end of this. Okay. And being as a as a teacher, being trained to be, were you trained how to give grades and sort of work how to score? Master of education, according to the University of Florida. Exactly. So you're sort of, you know... What you find with most reviewers is that, that it's subjective, isn't it? And it depends on how you feel about different things and how it affects you and makes you feel, which is different to you being objective and, and looking at a piece of work for its merits on prose and punctuation and sentences and paragraphs and all that sort of stuff. So can you not see how that could be different? Um, I see how some parts of what I do are different from game reviews, but you know what? I, I see more similarities than I do differences, and in fact, I'd say there's probably 90% similarities. Why? Because some of game development is technical correctness, right? I was you just going to say sure the same thing. There is anything some popping in. You don't got to make sure you don't have anybody falling through the floor. You got to make sure you don't have any heads hovering in midair, right? That is analogous to punctuation. Then there's the storytelling elements. There's the visual design. There's all these other things that are very similar to the sorts of things I grade, especially in a creative writing class. So, and, and as for me being trained to be an educator, yeah, I learned a number of things when I went to school to be a teacher that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't gone there. However, I would say that most of what I have used to propel myself to be a good teacher, and notice I say propel, not become, because you know anybody who knows me knows I'm not a good teacher, <laughs> uh, are the things that I picked up when I was a student and from what my students tell me in terms of feedback here and now. The things that I learned in school to be a teacher are important, but I don't think that it's necessary to say that this person is not trained to be a video game reviewer, for instance, or they're an amateur video game reviewer, therefore their review has less merit. It depends on the sorts of things they're commenting on and the the quality of the work in and of themselves. This is one of the reasons I love Wikipedia is because there are people on there who are experts on a field even though they don't have a degree in this subject. I absolutely don't disagree with you. Do you see the way I put that? Uh, I don't disagree with you, but I still think that a lot of reviews are too subjective. Well, I agree. Every review is going to be subjective, just like every grade is in some way subjective. It is, but you're, you're, because you're paid to do that job and because a child's future might depend on it, you're probably going to be more objective than someone who's reviewing a video. <laughs> you don't know again. me, dude. Not at <laughs> all. Me, it's I all don't. about how much cash he puts in my hand. <laughs> That's what it's about, baby. I guess. I guess. No, no, I know what you're saying. But, but here's the thing. Like, you know, I, it, it, I think it, a lot of other people, like, if you think your teacher, if Millie's teachers are grading her on objective criteria, I wouldn't trust that because a lot of teachers, and, you know, we try to minimize it, but there's a lot of subjectivity there. There's a lot of grading in terms of, like, well, you know, it just doesn't seem like it deserves an A. So, you know. But uh, but in this country, I don't know what it's like in America, but in this country, the majority of subjects have an exam at the end, which is, I guess, some of it, especially English, is more subjective than something like maths, where you just have to get the questions right, I guess. So yeah, that's but even in math, like, there are, I've talked to a lot of math teachers about this, and they say, because I give them that same thing. I'm like, man, I wish I were a math teacher, because then I'd just be like, it's right or it's wrong, because there's a lot of gray area with there's English. Not, and then, no, but, there's well, not. but there's not, because a lot of times with math, it's like, okay, look, let's say the kid showed their work and they got 90% yeah. of the process right and then they still got the wrong answer. Does that, is that right? Is it wrong? How Correct. much credit do yeah. you give? So I there is always my that math weight exam, my, my math exam, my math teacher, uh, Mr. Platt, very good teacher. Oh, he, uh, sounds he like said, a nice man. He said to me, uh, make sure... It's like a you, jerk. 
it <laughs> makes sure you um, you fill out like you kind of work it out on the paper for, for this one exam because you can get marks like for your working out. Right? And he's saying, like, make sure you show that you understand how you got your answer and don't write your answer. So in that way, like, you know, you're kind of showing a progress. Like, you're showing, like, how you got there. And you don't necessarily have to get the right answer. You kind of have to show that you, you maybe you're on the right track. I mean, it's just... good to give the right answer as well. But yes. And the uh, reason okay. it connects back to games is because this is the same thing I look for in terms of games reviews. Is the person showing their work in terms of, like, explaining why they didn't like the game and connecting it to other things? Or are they just going, like, oh, it sucks, it bad grade. Because if they just do that, then I don't have any interest in book. Can I, all right, let me let me put this to you. Okay, if if someone didn't give a score on a game or a grade or anything, so there was no score at the end of it, but they wrote all the negatives and positives within their review, would it matter? What do you mean? Would it matter? Well, would, would you would you be happy just to read the review of the game and and Maybe, get but, you know but judge to be for honest, yourself? When I'm looking for information about a game, I'm usually in like skim mode. I'm, I'm see, not you're the same as everybody else. You just look at the score at the end and leave it at that, and maybe wait, wait, hang on a second. Wait, 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 wait. I said uh, most of the uh, time I am in skim mode. Now, skim mode does not mean that I don't read anything ever. It means that I start with that. Uh, factoid information format, and then when I want to know more, then I go to what's written. But the problem is, if there is no factoid offered right up front, then it's it does it's not as accessible to me. And I might still read it. Like for instance, Yahtzee doesn't give scores, but I am riveted to everything he says about a game because I know he's going to provide an interesting exploration of what's in the game. And that's exactly what you know. What I was saying about reviewers being a bit lazy, or not necessarily lazy, but they don't have to try as hard because they're giving them that score at the end. If they weren't doing that, people would have to read the reviews. I don't know, man. Like, to find out. Work, I think reviewers work hard to make a, like a game like, to write a review. You know, like I, I, I don't think I think the score. I, I think most <laughs> reviewers would like to take away the score. To, from what I've heard. They, they yeah, think the score is necessary. I guess. They, they would like to take it away. Because, I'm guessing lazy is not the right word, but maybe complacent. I don't know what the right word is. I know this on IGN. On IGN, right, as soon as they post a review, you get a fucking million comments below it saying, oh, you didn't mention the multiplayer. And they say, yes, I did. Read the fucking review. Mm-hmm. Right? So if they took the score away, people would have to read That's it. what I mean. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but so but the, there would be a lot of people who wouldn't even bother reading it. Yeah, because they want. Yeah, but if them. nobody did scores, then every, then they would read them, I guess, and it would depend well, on whether maybe. they lied the writer and yeah, it, whether like, it pulled the. But that's, that's, that's like if there were no such thing as gravity, wouldn't it? So which happened? way? Can I ask you this? This is quite an interesting question. Which way do you think they go? So when they played the game, right? So they played, finished the game. Do you think they come up with the score first and then write the review based on what score no, they I think, think they it is? It's no. kind of like a, a process halfway through. I mean, I don't. I, I, when I play Alien War, right? I I, I don't play the game, put it down, right, and go, right, I liked that game. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't do that, right? I play it, and I go, I li- I'm liking this. Oh, I don't like that. I, I, I like, th- oh, yeah. Then you kind of get a feel for it, you know? Yeah, As it's a pro, you don't, you don't go. I mean, that's how most people, I think, review, like, you know, movie critics or whatever. They probably make notes as they go, and, 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 and they're forming their opinions along the way. And then something might happen later on. They're like, oh, wait, that, that changes, you know, yeah. how I view this whole thing. But most of the time, it's sort of like when you're done, like, okay, yeah, it's pretty much what I was feeling half an hour ago. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, what the the last thing? I see them as a necessary evil. I see the scores. I do think they are, but I don't know. They serve a useful purpose, but for who though? 
for the reader to give them an accessibility point to get into. I disagree. More I think they, they, they serve more. Now that's to, not for every reader. A lot of readers yeah. probably. The I think they serve are more. Like, I'm just looking at the numbers. Focus. Screw it. Whatever. Yeah, I'm but happy. Still, you always bring up Metacritic. That's based on numbers. I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's because it's there. Right. Well, yeah, you can't. <laughs> well, no. I know. I'm not but saying not, that I don't disagree there, or agree with. I'm just bringing up these. Yeah, I'm just it's bringing there up. It's and it's useful to us. Yeah. Stu, because Metacritic is, is more accurate because it's, a, it's, a, it's an average, right? It's a, yeah, it's, it's an amalgam. Well, not more of an amalgamation of the scores, I guess. But here's the thing. When you post stuff from Metacritic, Stu, and you do this quite often. Like I do. That is true. You put the roundup up, which is good because you give us the numbers, but then you also give us a paragraph from the review, which is good. I right. So I, that's the best of both worlds. We have the easy access point of the number, but then we also have more information. And obviously, you give the link, and we can find out even more. So, Dick, you, you kind right. of already answered this question. You, but like, I'll, we'll we'll ask everybody, right? Um, why would you read the whole review? Well, recall when you've read a whole review for a game. Why is it because you haven't played the game, or because you have played it, or you don't know anything about the game, or everybody? it's because I was approving a story for N4G. <laughs> I've I've read whole reviews uh, just to see for what games. Um, I read the whole review for. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last one that I read one for. Uh, it would probably be. It would probably. I read a couple for Infamous too, yeah. uh, because I wanted the to find thing. the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing, just to right. find out sort of what the new powers were and things of that nature. Had, had you played it already? or No, no, it was before I played it. Because I wanted to just get a feel for what people were saying and what, what was different to the first game. Yeah. And I think, I think it depends on the type of game that it is. See, this is weird, right? Because I, I usually read reviews of games I've already played. I do that as well. I do sometimes. See if I agree with what they say. Especially if it's Yahtzee, right? I'll, I'll, yeah, if I, if yeah, I yeah totally. Do I agree? Do I disagree? And I'm like... Yeah. Although, uh, the brilliant thing with Yahtzee is he says things that you, that you wish you thought of. Like, like, yeah, right, like, right. He's saying know, what we're all thinking. Yeah, I was like, man, oh, why did I not say that? Like, you know, that, that's exactly what I thought, but I didn't say it like that. You know? so He's got a way with words. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I think the interesting thing is, before we, because unfortunately we were meant to be doing egg timer topics, but we've run out of time to do that now. But it doesn't matter. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you still have time to put in a topic, people. I promise we will do them next week. I, I, I like these debates anyway. I like yeah, no, that's fine. I promise we'll do them next week. Um, but yeah, I saw. I do agree with both of you, really, and and the fact that yeah, sometimes I like to compare what I think compared to what they think, you know, and see if I agree or disagree. Uh, but the other thing I think about, you know, and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, people obviously listen to us every week, and we talk about our views on games, but we don't give anything a score. So, you know, we're the sort of opposite in a way of well, a think, view. Yeah, but no I think score. podcast is different because it's very passive. You know? Yeah, like, I agree. People can listen to a, pos- a podcast like while washing the dishes where you can't read a review while washing the dishes. So, you know, I think... But we would never feel any need for me tonight to go, yeah, I thought Fear was uh, really good and I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Because we wouldn't. No. Here's what I would say. I think that the best reviews, like all kinds of writing, are the ones that are written well and that have some character to them. One of the things that makes Yahtzee so awesome is that he's got a personality, and he's not afraid to insert that personality into the discussion. And the favorite, you know, things, I, the people I love listening to on podcasts, whether it's, you know, Gamesman or Overseas Connection or, you know, uh, the play vault or whatever it is like you know i i want to hear what this person thinks because 
I, I'm interested in knowing their particular point of view. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of reviews, especially a lot of professional reviews, don't have that because they can't. It's supposed to be this antiseptic, <clears throat> trying to be objective, trying to be just like, well, here is the technical thing here, and this is what they're doing here. This is what they've added, and here they didn't add anything new here, whatever it is. And there's nothing about the soul of the person who's playing the game come through in the review. And I think I'll that you, really I'll, should. I've got a, a review that you should read. Um, even though you haven't played the game, it's it's Greg Miller's Dead Space Two review on IGN, and he does exactly that. He he's yeah. like, he, he, he he talks as Greg Miller, not as IGN. And he's cool. like, look, look, you know, like, I, I love the game, and I really like Greg's um, uh, reviews because he's he's not, you know, he's a funny guy, right? But he, he's yeah. he's not really shy of like looking like an idiot. You know what I mean? He's not. Right, right. He, he knows that he's not as uh, he doesn't have as as wide of a vocabulary as you know mm. other other reviewers. But yeah. he's he's funny, right? And yeah. he's, that's why he's got a job at IGN because he's yeah. funny and he knows what he's talking about and he knows what he likes. You know, right. I'll so, tell you this uh, about IGN though. The more I hear like Girl Fight and other podcasts and things about behind the scenes where they're talking about like, yeah, so and so is here until three a.m. getting the screenshots for this website or whatever it was. Like, and what we heard from that person who emailed in about game testers, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that people at IGN have to like bust their humps and like play games, you know, for oh, twenty yeah. hours. Streams. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You, you listen, you listen to them on the podcast. They they play they they take games home with them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like they they spend their weekends playing a review game. Yeah, I'm just like I don't know. That kind of sucks, in my opinion. But then, it, then as well, Are they there was playing? a. Are they did you working? did you see the story that came out this week about Tim Bondi and the way that he treated his employees? Yes. That was pretty no, shocking. No, you, you see Tim Bondi, and you called him a he. Like Tim Bondi is the name of a person. <laughs> no, but like I, I did read that though. Uh, yeah, that's not good. But I think game developers. I, I think game developers get it worse because they they have yeah, a lot oh, more margin sure. on that. Like, but whereas. I think IGN. I, I think the, the way I, I've heard them talk about it, and the way their argument was, their job is to play games and review them. It's not the hardest job in the world. It's, it's, it's a difficult job, yeah. but it's it's a great job. You know, at the same time, and it can yeah. be a chore like any job. But they yeah. they realise that they're so lucky to have that job. Yeah, so they don't they don't really kind of mind it too much. Wherever it just seems like, in, yeah, it just seems like in terms of like the the pace and the. The, the demands that they probably have oh, on yeah, them. It just, yeah. I shudder to think about how different right. their experience of playing a game is from mine, and that factors into how they feel about a game because, uh, you know, context matters and how yeah. a person's life is and their, it affects their relationship to the game and therefore their opinion of the game. And so, I, in a way, I feel like that's the last thing a game developer should be, or a game reviewing service should be doing to its employees is putting the them in this other, pressurized situation. The only other way around that. Though is have a hundred review stuff reviewers yeah yeah no no yeah, I mean, mean, like, and it's could, yeah they're that's impossible so sure. or not review everything that comes along yeah but that's, then that's you a, can't do that's not an option for if you're if you're IGN you can't do yeah. that so. and right, and then sure. that's the other the other inherent issue with reviewers is sometimes they might end up with a game style or play you know a type of game that they don't particularly like anyway to begin that's, with that, that, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't happen very often it could happen though it could it, happen. it could happen but I think it's pretty rare amongst any any kind it's of probably work. factors hard, largely into their hiring decisions about like yeah, yeah, yeah sure. we have a person it's, who it's fills like, each of these niches if if we if we had to review a game like us three. Right. If a, a, what do we think of FIFA, uh, Chinny? Well, exactly. I'd probably take it, right? Yeah. And and, uh, that, and what would your review be? Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's a good game. game. Uh, but like, if a, if a Wizards and Elves game came in, right? Yeah. I'm not going to take it. It just makes You'd sense. You'd arm wrestle for it. 
Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. That's so a fight for it. <laughs> I remember someone writing into Audio and saying like, um, "How do you like? Don't don't you think that um, giving a say? I don't know what the actual game was, but giving a a Rockstar game to a Rockstar fanboy is bias." Right, he says. Well, it is and it isn't because we're paying this person to be critical, right? So we're and they're professionals, right? If you was giving this to a thirteen-year-old fanboy, right, yeah. that would be different. Right. Uh, you know, it, like they give it to someone who loves Rockstar games. In a way, they're the worst critics because they're yeah, gonna. Yeah. They're gonna. Well, be- in a way. In a way, though, to the best of what Rockstar has done before. In a way, though, I still think that happens quite a lot because. For instance, if you take L.A. Noire as a game, and we've all agreed, although it is a great game, you know, it has got issues. And look at me. I'm the biggest yeah, box off but, but if you go to Metacritic now and look how many 10s that game got, and there ain't no way yeah. that game could ever be a 10 because it's I'll not perfect. It, it couldn't be it, a 10. I'll, I'll give it a 9. If it was, if it was a 10-point scale, I'll give it a 9. Yeah. A Would nine. you give Red Dead Redemption a 10, Chinny? Um... Well, no, you can't because it's not perfect. It's got issues. See, I'm not thing, asking you, Stu. I'm asking Chinny. A 10 doesn't mean perfect. Ten. Yeah, exactly. It does if it's out if, of 10. If five stars doesn't mean perfect, and we agree that it doesn't, then why how does can 10, 10 be perfect? Yeah, why does a 10 mean... Why does a because 10 it's 100% mean, of a possible score it can so be. So it's five out of five stars. Yeah, that's the same. If it's a five so star, five it's stars, five stars is perfect? Score. Yeah, of course it is. No, no, no how can it not no. be? You look at... Because... How can it not be, right? If you... All right, say, for instance, you, you were doing a test at school, right? And it was yeah. out of 80 questions, and they got... No, 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 but that's not what I'm asking. If it's out of five questions... Well, even if it's out of five questions, it's 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 a rating, you know, and yeah. it's still a percentage. It's a hundred percent of the score available, and if it's a hundred percent of the score available, it's got to be perfect. But no, no, I'm glad you brought this analogy up because I can debunk it in exactly the same way. If I give an assignment that's worth five points, mm-hmm. I'm much more willing to give that person five points, even if they spelled some words wrong, because they did everything I told them to do in terms of using examples from the text. Whereas if I give them an essay, which is the only thing I ever give 100 points for, and then they do a beautiful essay, but they spell a couple words wrong, I'll give them a 98 out of 100. Why? Because every one of those points matters so much more and the sm- if it's a five-point assignment than it does for a 100-point assignment. Well, then, on, then on that basis, what does each of those stars represent then? Each of those stars represents uh, some. I don't know how to put it into words. <clears throat> you know how how can so how do you not how do you then mark it down for stuff if you've only got five stars? Here, here's what, here's the way I look at it. When I'm grading a paper that's worth three five stars. points, yeah, go. On. Well, here's yeah. what I would say. Look. There, there's a threshold, and, and 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 I'm always looking at how far does the person need to mess up to lose that point. You know what I mean? If it's five, if it's a five star assignment, let's just say we'll say stars for both of them. If it's a five star assignment, you know, if they spell five words wrong, they might lose that fifth star. You know what I mean? And and that's the way I look at it in terms of games with five stars. Is that it's it's you know, if a person misspells a few words on a ten point assignment, it, it's it, you know, three points will lose you that tenth point. Th- uh, three words spelled wrong will lose you that ten po- tenth point, whereas two will not. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be perfect for you to get all the points, but there is a threshold. And the more you screw up, the more points you'll lose. I guess. I guess. But uh, we, I said this earlier, right? That if you give a less like, less ratio of a score, like, like five out of five, it's easier to give something a five out of five. It doesn't mean that it's perfect. No game is perfect. You know why? Because everybody disagrees. Everyone. No, every, people hate Red Dead Redemption. They think it drags in the middle and that spoils the whole game. We all disagree because we think the ending's amazing. No game is perfect. It's and in that sense, it might side. be that it would be, make more sense to give a 
100 point ratings because then you wouldn't have people giving 100% or you shouldn't. I remember. But you could I have remember, people giving 95%. I remember back in the day, a long time ago, that games in magazines, some were scored out of 100. 100 yeah, there's 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it was but scored the, out. But the trend is now less. The, the but then the thing is, as well, the, but this is where Metacritic gets. We're definitely not doing egg topics, topics, people. I know, yeah, it gets a bit squiffy because what happens is, you know, if, you, if you've got a five star rating, every time you lose a star, that's 20% off the score, isn't it? Yeah, well, they have, they have to order it in some way. You know? Yeah, yeah. And this, is, and this is really where the objectivity subjectivity thing comes into play because even in terms of how many, what your score looks like, what your rating system looks like is, an, is a subjective question. And this is true about grading as well, you know. If I give someone a two page essay to write, it, should that be worth 50 points, 100 points? points 200 points and then how much is the rest of the class worth how much do you weight homework versus tests versus essays for instance all of these things come into play constantly and they show just how subjective the whole thing can be which is why it's so important to write well in addition to that okay one final thing before we finish because we really got to do some shout outs and get the hell out of here and then but one final <laughs> thing one final thing that's all should, should get cheese wedges is should for. there be a standardized scoring system then instead of everybody picking their own all the professional websites should they all each score on the same basis so it's comparable I think Metacritic kind of does that for us. it does but it doesn't because it's it's basing it on everybody's I mean they and, convert and as you said it forces some yeah. people into a grade that they didn't necessarily give a game yeah and also like I think even, there's something to be said for that idea of standardizing it A minus MB plus or whatever that one up gets I don't like the grade stuff I don't like that I don't like the grades yeah I don't either because we've got a very I don't know how you do it over there, but over here, if a kid gets a C, it's supposed to be like average. You're doing all right, but a kid, most kids get that C, and they're like, "Oh man, I get a C on this." Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. yeah, I agree. But there you go. Anyway, that is that because we've run out of time. We've run out of time and run out of casting as, as well. The uh, weird thing uh, about the grade, right? You, no one gets an E. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, let's Actually, there are some school districts that, because children's feelings sometimes get hurt when they see F, they've changed it to E in some places. That is dumb. Quickest, yes, very dumb. quickest shout outs ever. So they should give them a five star. Oh, rating sure, shout outs <laughs> on, on your essays, Duke. For next time you, you walk an essay. Five out of five stars. Well, I actually told I actually had a class last oh year God. where I didn't give grades, I didn't give scores. It was just feedback. It was a Big creative guy. writing two class. And it went really well because the kids who were in that class are very motivated and you know they didn't See, need that's grades. what I just said. Should be no scores. Anyway, that is that. Look. But it doesn't work for every student. I know. Look, it's done. It's done. <laughs> I accept it's done. Like I, the quickest shout outs ever, Chini. <laughs> All right, Becca Nays. Right? Is that it? No, Beckonay's honey yeah, yeah. rain because they all help get rid of my hay fever. And apologies to um, Duke's going to shout them all out, but apologies to, to the people on the play date because I, I wasn't talking very much because I was wiping my nose like <laughs> every two seconds. I had this amazing like sneezing fit all, like all Sunday and oh. Saturday night. I just could not stop sneezing and wiping my nose and blowing my nose. So I'm sorry I wasn't very chatty. And I yeah. So, but thanks for coming. Well, we hope you're feeling better now. Brilliant. All right, Duke, quick. All right, two really new quick. members on the website, uh, Tuscan77 and Purple Eye. So welcome to them. Thanks for signing up, people. Everybody else who hasn't signed up to the forums, come on down. we got open registration for the forums. Uh, it's going to last 
Well, forever. We don't ever. Yeah, we stop. don't care. And we never, we never kick anyone off if they haven't posted for about a year. Yeah, that's either. right. Some we sites are like, you don't post in a month, you're out. Well, there's probably people who've never posted who yeah, are we, legitimate yeah, members. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, the team, awesome people who came to the play day. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll do something else with you, especially when Battlefield Three comes out. Uh, people who don't know about Team Awesome, uh, it's at Reddit.com, and there's a subreddit called Team Awesome. Go there. They're really cool people, and uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun to play with. So the veteran gamers who showed up were Chinny, CPM, uh, Major Chavez, and John Mal5. So cheers to them for showing up. Yay! And then the people from Reddit, Team Awesome. I probably missed some people, but Yahtzee, uh, it just goes by Yachts, Cool and a Gang, Bobby Dash, Answered Normal, Soy Verde, Fatal Statistic, uh, Recon, Pug, Keg58DEM, and Thakrell. Thank you for coming, and cheers to all of you. Yay! Excellent. Um, uh, the next play date, hang on. The next oh, we've play got more. Be more. There's more. The 3rd of July, UK time, 6 p.m., and we're going to be playing Black Ops, so come on down and get your card on. Don't forget to join uh, Veteran Gamers on Facebook. You want to be my friend on the Facebook? And VG Hub is awesome too. If you like this podcast, there is another site you should check out, which is called VGHub.net. And on there, you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts, similar in being oh, yeah, to ours, but different in the way they're uh, delivered. Some have all Yourself, kinds of dead. sound effects. Some talk Fine, about you're side. Come on, yeah. some might say that. No, no one says that. And of course, you have links to you know great forums. You don't have a um, So check it out. VGHub.net it is a great starting point for your podcast discovery. Right, folks, not very good. I don't know what to say. That's okay. Let me have it. Um, right. Did Did you hear the overseas connection? Uh, the other I did. Thing. Yes. Did you hear the bit where we accidentally did the clip? Like, no. Um, where we no. said um, too. I said too many, right? <laughs> and then Murphy said some might say that. And oh yes, no, said, I did hear that. I did no hear that. Say that, and I, yeah. I, that was a complete <laughs> fluke by me. And obviously they meant it. Uh, and crazy. I'm like, Duke is in our head. Yes, I heard that. Yes, I did hear that. <laughs> oh God, I feel like we're podcasting with Duke now. Okay. My favorite thing about that little clip is that you can hear someone going, shh. So it's like somebody's shushing me while I'm playing a sound. Can you yeah, play it again? Oh, God. I feel like we're podcasting with Duke now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it might just be someone like, show anyway, the next thing uh, I did. I think it's probably uh, me going, like, <laughs> or, or it's yeah. possibly someone trying to say the word fish with no eyes. That's probably it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, well, my shout outs, I have got a couple, a couple. First You'll of all, I'd like to shout out, yeah, shout out Bongo the same for playing Fear 3 with me. It was a lot of fun listening to him screaming and being scared and stuff, which he did do, <laughs> which was quite amusing. Did he have to run off because he had to pitch something to uh, Mr. Sugar? Poss- Lord Sugar. Sorry. Possibly. I think that might have been what it was. What? Lord Sugar. Uh, I'd also like to give a big sloppy laced uh, shout out to Kud Morrow because he said we don't shout him out and he's been behaving himself so he said could he have a shout out for being good on the forums on the website because he is he is quite uh, critical it has to be said so yeah so there you go That's special fine. one just a, minute, just a minute just a minute just a minute just a minute uh, there you go, big kiss for you. How about that? You see that? It's not a sound effect that Duke adds in, you know. That no, that was really balling. doing a kissy noise, for, especially for you, Kudmaro. And and I'm sure he's excited about FIFA 12 because that's coming soon. So there you go, that one's for you. I want Britain to be back British. 
And I'd also like to shout out JC Meister, the, the, <laughs> the right one, because he always gets shouted out inadvertently instead of J Meister. So I'm going to shout well, out. Well, to pick different names. Damn. Both of those people. So they both get a shout out. There it's you like go. when everyone's talking about Duke Nukem forever, they're like, Duke this, Duke that. I'm like, what? They're talking about me? I don't know. I know. Duke sucks. Uh, and we've also, I'd also like to shout <laughs> well, that's out. definitely about you. <laughs> Shout out Purple Eye also, Purple Eye, new member to the forums, because he's also left us an iTunes review. Yay! Uh, so he says, uh, luckily it's a like You will one. never be as rad as him. <laughs> I know, yeah, everyone says that now. Uh, great podcast, witty, interesting, informed gaming discussion. A podcast I look forward to each and every week. Check it out. So there you go. Simple as that. Oh, and I, I believe we've got one in America. Well, you better America? Quick, quick, read it out. Yeah. What? Read it quickly now, quick, now, quick. Dude, read it quickly. Gold. Should I read it quickly or slowly? Very quickly. No, yeah, probably I'll... probably quickly. Yeah, quickly would be good. Well, like, so I don't want to read it so fast that you can't understand me. Just go quick. No, no, I, no. Just read it like this. Just do it. God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Who was that? One? All right, this is oh, from the real. What default. the iTunes review? You know, when you write a podcast, how many stars do they give you? <laughs> I know five. I'm happy with that. Yeah, but it means nothing. That means we're perfect. If you read the, if you read ah. what said, they do think we're perfect. So there you go. Oh, that's not what he says. I think we're perfect, but I'm. Well, biased. that's because that's the ego <laughs> talking, man. Didn't you exactly. see Revolver, that Guy Ritchie movie? I thought you wanted me to read this quickly. Just read it for God's sake. <sighs> oh wait, which one is it? The one from Real Defoe? Oh yes. Jesus. <laughs> All right, podcasting gold by the Real Defoe, June twenty first, two thousand eleven, or twenty first of June. This is an incredible podcast. The perfect combination of laughs and gaming information. If you do not subscribe to this, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button now and enjoy. Yeah. Now you see, if you if you thought we were perfect, it is said podcasting platinum, wouldn't he? I guess. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and on that note, we do need to get the hell out of here from this perfect oh, podcast. Thanks so. for listening, everybody. Bye. <laughs> ja, ma, fool. Thank you, good night, much love. Bum. Bum, bum, bum. Why don't you? Instead.